It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Survival Saturday for Hamilton and St Mirren as they look to keep their place at the top table of Scottish football. Tomorrow it's Trophy Day at Celtic Park and a dress rehearsal for the Scottish Cup final. Kelly and Aberdeen will do battle for third as Rangers look to finish the season on a high. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio is Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Welcome to Life on the High Wire. And there is no safety net beneath St Mirren or Hamilton Ackies. They stand or fall by their own endeavours on the last day of the league season. It's their livelihood at stake. It's in their hands. It's the job of the fans to give full throttle backing to their team. But they can't score at one end of the park and they can't keep the ball out of the net at the other end. So, if you're a St Mirren or a Hamilton Ackies player, it's your fate, your destiny, your choice. Listen, it's going to be a lot of nerves in Dundee today and in Hamilton today and I genuinely think none of these teams will want to face Dundee United in that playoff game. Watching it last night, Dundee United, very good, very impressive, very impressive young manager as well. They failed twice. Will they fail a third time? For me, I don't think they will. I think Dundee United fancy themselves to come up against either of these sides. So today, it's about St Mirren doing the job at Dundee and hopefully that St Johnson can do them a favour. At Hamilton, Hamilton just need to do their business, get a result, grind it out like they have under Brian Rice, but very difficult against a St Johnson team with nothing to play for. You know, sometimes that's dangerous playing against sides like that. So, nerve-wracking day for both these both these sides. Yeah, Mark's right. Dundee United in the waiting for St Mirren or Hamilton. Uh, they'll be able to be concentrating today's games, Gordon. Get the win for Hamilton, and then you know St Mirren doesn't matter what they do; they can't get. Uh, you know, above them. I'll be interesting to see. I'm sure the the ground everybody will have Radio Clyde on, Super Scoreboard on, listen to the results coming in, listen to the, the, the goals coming in. We're in for an exciting afternoon. So here's the lie of the land. Hamilton are in 10th position on 30 points. St Mirren are 11th on 29 points. So it's quite simple. Hamilton need to better St Mirren's result. They will avoid the playoffs if they do so And Hugh We've got a great weekend Coming up as well We're split across the two days We're tomorrow It'll be trophy day We'll find mm. out if Rangers Can get yet another win And we'll see who finishes third as well Well Trophy day at Celtic Park And I hope A show of respect For Neil Lennon He's had his say And uh, I think that he was right To have his say On the subject of A younger element Within the Celtic support Not really uh, knowing they're born Given the History of the club Which they always Proclaimed to know they should appreciate that a treble treble would be a sensational, history-making, likely-to-be-unprecedented achievement. I just wonder if the Celtic board might decide to state their case on Neil Lennon's position before the cup final because he will go into that match against Hearts uncertain. And a state of uncertainty, as Gordon and Mark will well know, is not good for football people We're with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon Once these games kick off We'll just open the phones And that way you're not missing out On any phone in time So let's go around the grounds And see what's happening The big one in Dundee Between Dundee and St Mirren That's watched by Fraser Wishart And it is a big one Gordon And who would have thought that At the start of this season There'd be so much riding On this 90 minutes for St Mirren The atmosphere is really building to my left In the, the away end The drummers and the guys It's 
occupy a part of the stand at the home games are all in and they're making a really good atmosphere with their singing. At least 2,500 St Mirren supporters expected here and perhaps more away supporters than, than home. And just walking to the ground, you just get a sense of the importance of this match to, this, to St Mirren as a football club. The feel of a big game, TV cameras are here, the bands are outside. When I arrived at 10 past 11, there was hundreds of St Mirren fans milling around the streets half an hour and a half before kick-off and buses arriving, supporters shouting it to me, where's the nearest pub? So they've obviously come here in really good form. It's crunch time for them on the field of play. Turbulent season for St Mirren, but they have got better and they have to get a better result, of course, against Hamilton Ackes to avoid the playoffs. A bit of symmetry this season I saw, first game of the season between these two, Dundee lost, they played well, St Mirren played well, but it's been a struggle for both of them since. And like St Mirren, Dundee, of course, sacked Neil McCann early on, put in place Jim McIntyre, sacked him this week as well. Huge turnaround of players and James McPay takes charge of this match before the end of the season for St Mirren. They sacked Alan Stubbs after four games when Kiermi came in and a huge turnover of players for them as well. They recently began to look a decent team. Five games unbeaten, vital win and the key point this season against Hamilton Ackes has given them that chance. Of course it's not in their own hands that's a real big problem for Owen Kearney and the St Mirren team. They have to depend on how Ackes got on against St Johnson but St Mirren just got to focus on what they can control and that is today's 90 minutes in front of me. If they win it then they've got to just hope that St Johnson can get something at Hamilton. They'll give you the teams for Dundee. James McPake is stuck by the team that beat Livingston last week largely. Hamilton and Anderson come in. Jack Hamilton's in goals. Jinsenic Kasunga. Dan O'Dee in the last game of his long illustrious career is in the middle of that three-man defence with Ryan McGowan. Four-man midfield of Cammy Kerr, Finlay Robertson, Ethan Robson, Nathan Ralph with Paul McGowan behind the two strikers, Andrew Nelson and Kenny Miller. Senny Dieng, Scott Wright, Josh Meekings, Jesse Curran, Max Anderson, Lyle Cameron and Fraser Mulligan are on the bench. For St Mirren, two changes from that victory against Hamilton. Jack Baird comes in for injured McKenzie and Ryan Flynn is in instead of uh, uh, Simeon Jackson who's also injured. Backlaff Ladke is in goals. Back four, Paul McGinn, Jack Baird, Mihai Popescu and Matthew Music. Two-man midfielder Steve McGinn and Ryan Flynn. Ahead of them, Kel McAllister, Brad Lyons and Kel McGinn is behind the lone striker, Danny Mullen. On the bench for Saints, Jordan Holmes, Anton Ferdinand, Lee Hodgson, Lorenzo Corbu, Ethan Erhanon, Cody Cook and Duckins Nazon. A change in the referee today, which I think St Mon fans will be quite happy about. Andrew Dallas was supposed to referee their game. He hasn't refereed since he gave four penalties against them at Ibrox in February, but he's not able to, to referee today's game. And the referee today at Dens Park is Alan Muir. These two games are going to be linked all afternoon What happens at Dens is one thing But at the Hope CBD Stadium Hamilton take on St Johnston And Mark Guidi's watching that one Yeah and it's all in Hamilton's hands Despite that defeat to St Mirren on Monday night Hamilton are still in the driving seat To avoid the playoff and finish in 10th spot Just looking at Brian Rice downstairs on the pitch there Very very relaxed Laughing, joking away with his backroom staff And members of the Hamilton Ackies board and there should be quite a good crowd today. Hamilton Ackies have extended an invitation to free entry to all of their youth academy, the very illustrious youth academy, to run to help build up support and get backing, which is very much needed in terms of this. They are five years in the Premiership and they don't want to, to let it go and they certainly want to avoid a playoff against Dundee United. So it is in their hands and the team selection today that Brian Rice has gone for is a 4-3-1-2. It's Gary Woods in goals at the back. Aaron McGowan, Ziggy Gordon, Scott McMahon and Lenny Sowa. In midfield it's Sean Want, Danny McKinnon and Scott Martin and it's Tony Andrew just playing off the front two of Steve Davis and George Oakley on the bench for Ackies, Marsden, Imre, Winter, Smith, Minor, Hamilton and Ogpo and for the visitor St Johnston who in many ways have got nothing to play for they have secured 7th spot the best of the rest in the split and they go with a 4-4-2 lineup. Tommy Wright's favoured formation Xander Clark and goals at the back Richard Forster, Liam Gordon, Jason Kerr 
and Brian Easton midfield David Wallerspoon Ross Callaghan Liam Craig and Danny Swanson and a front two of Chris Kane and Callum Hendry on the bench for Saints Bell Tanzer and Alston Shaughnessy Davidson O'Halloran and Hamilton and today's match referee at the Hope CB Stadium is Stephen McLean for Park is the venue for Motherwell and Livingston Roger Hannah's there yeah, and you would say this is a game with nothing at stake. Whatever happens at Fur Park this afternoon, Gordon Motherwell will finish eighth. Livingston will finish ninth. The big team news here this afternoon for the host, though, no Jake Hasty in the 18. I was at McDermott Park seven days ago. He was booed by his own fans as he warmed up. He was booed on to the pitch as a late substitute. Stephen Robinson clearly taking him out of the firing line today before his summer move to Rangers. No Curtis Main either. He won't get to say his farewells before departing in the summer. Only one change for Will. Carl McHugh, another who's leaving in the summer he makes way for Liam Donnelly and the good news for Motherwell fans is that Trevor Carson who's missed so much of the season with that horrible deep vein thrombosis scare he is back on the bench this afternoon the good thing for Motherwell this season has really been the form in the second half of the season and the homegrown talent David Turnbull young player of the year Alan Campbell James Scott's been in the team lately and Robinson has brought more of the homegrown Fur Park kids into the squad today with David Devine Dean Cornelius and Jamie Semple all on the bench so Motherwell will go with Mark Gillespie in goal. I think it's a back four of Liam Grimshaw, Tom Aldred, Charles Dunn and Richard Teed. Liam Donnelly and Alan Campbell just in front. Then Chris Cadden, David Turnbull and Bowley Ariyibi behind James Scott. On the bench, Carlson, McHugh, Salmon, Johnson, Devine, Cornelius and Semple. As for Livingston, no Craig Halkett either. He misses out injured and won't get his farewell before heading off to half in the summer. And goalkeeper Liam Kelly again left out of the 18. But there is a start for Declan Gallagher playing his last game for Livingston before making his move to join Motherwell here at Fud Park next season but a farewell too for Ryan Hardy before he returns for Rangers Livingston though a bit like Motherwell have started making moves for next season Marvin Bartley added to the peak contract signing of Lyndon Dykes as Gary Holt and David Martindale make plans for next season they start today with Ross Stewart and goal it's a back three of Hakim Odofan Declan Gallagher and Alan Lifko across the middle Stephen Lawless Scott Pittman Sean Byrne Craig Sibbald and Ricky Lemmy and up top it's Ryan Hardy with Lee Miller on the bench Mealy, Jacobs, Robinson, Tiffany, DeVita, Lawson and Menga the referee again a young referee same as the last couple of weeks for the Motherwell and Livingston games debutant in the Premiership David Monroe takes charge of his first top flight game and the last time these two met in the last day of the season Gordon 16 years ago a James McFadden hat-trick in two by Keith Lasley and a 6-2 win for Will they've set the bar high this afternoon huge afternoon for the likes of Brian Rice and Oren Kearney we'll hear from them next Scottish football's league leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 15 minutes to kick off across the country Some big, big old games this afternoon None more so than the two at the bottom Dundee against St Mirren Hamilton against St Johnston Either the Saints or the Ackies Will end the afternoon in the Premiership Relegation playoff spot So lots to look forward to We're here till 3 o'clock Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans in the studio The top team all around the grounds Let's start hearing from the managers Oren Kearney Brought in earlier this season to try and keep St Mirren in the division. It might happen. Here's what he had to say. I've won trophies as a player and as a manager before, but um, as much as it's a totally different predicament, um, I think with the story, as everybody knows of this season, I think it will be a hell of an achievement from everybody attached to the club. It's very hard to plan because there's, there's a huge amount of dependence in relation to 
what players you can go for, what players you would like to have at the club, um, even pre-season in relation to can you go somewhere, can you not go somewhere. So there's a huge amount of, of from that point of view, that is, is very, very hard. We're all planners and we all like to be ahead of the game and plan from that point of view. Um, I think the scenario we find ourselves in, um, being honest, it leaves it, it leaves it quite tough to be able to, to nail down a lot of the things that you would, you would like to nail down. Fraser Wisher, the positive thing for Oren Kearney and for St Mirren would be it's not like they go into this having lost their last 10 games. It's not like they were mid-table and then they started falling down at the wrong time of the season. They've, they were 11th when he took over. They're still 11th. The form has been up and down a bit since then, but recently they've at least shown signs that they could pull this off this afternoon. Yeah, their form has improved hugely and at the right part of the season and they look like a good team. I thought they setting up performance against Aki. It was, it was terrific during the week and it was Stephen McGinn and Ryan Flynn when he came on who, who almost left the club in January. You know, the club are willing to let him go but he's been very influential as well in the midfield driving the team forward so experienced in, in key areas. You know, Jack Baird at the back I think has been outstanding as well and then Danny Mullen, such a willing worker up front as well You know, because he runs the channels, he knocks into people and he's got a goal in him as well so all of a sudden there's a stability at, at, at their team and, and I think someone talking to some supporters around here and talking to some of the staff members as well I think they're quite confident of, of winning this game the, the thing that's, that's worrying them is what's going to happen down at Hamilton and that's the worst thing for St Mun. it's not in their hands they could win this game and still end up in the, in, in the playoffs but uh, it's a strange sight the place surrounded by St Mun supporters the away end is full there's chanting I'm looking down and you know the, the position we're in here you don't get a great view of the other stands I'm trying to peer down there's hardly any Dundee supporters even in the dairy across there where all the supporters that sing all the songs there there's nobody there there's hardly any supporters and, and it looks like Dundee fans are voting with their feet and there'll be far more away supporters than home supporters and I think that'll help St Mun go on to, to get a victory today yeah, it's a period of huge uncertainty for Dundee, Fraser We shouldn't forget that they, They're going down uh, They don't know who their next manager is going to be We've just been having a look at some of the, the candidates what, what type of manager might come in and take over there? Well, I, I, just, I don't think anybody really knows You know, I went from the, the I thought Paul Hartley was fairly successful People are saying he wasn't successful He was in general I think towards the end, of course, that's why he lost his his job but in general he's fairly successful Neil McCann came in from nowhere with no experience at all and, and, and of course lost his job they then brought in I thought, I thought it was a good appointment I like Jim McIntyre as a manager and he didn't work either so it could be anything I wonder if he did get a result today James McPake's been around the coaching scene he was captain here as well he's highly thought of will they just decide to go with that because in the championship they've had people like Robbie Nielsen and, and, and many others who have been very successful in their first major job so I think it's up in the air there'll be huge financial implications in their this football club on in the plain side and not in the plain side as well and that's what's been the back of the mind of, of St Mern and Hamilton Ackies as well the relegation cost the team hugely financially so a, a huge game today you're a bit dense yeah and Mark Guidi similar situation really for Brian Rice that's what happens when you're down there all of these clubs change their manager at some point this season to try and stay in the division and again there have been good signs but ultimately he'll be judged on what happens this afternoon yeah he, he, he came in to replace Martin uh, Canning and, it, and it's, it's kind of worked I suppose but I think one thing about Brian Rice if, if Hamilton bloat today and it's very much in their hands uh, if they bloat today I think Brian Rice will keep his job I don't think Hamilton will be of a mind to change it even if they do go down and lose to the United in the playoff I think Hamilton will, will get out of this situation today uh, and stay in, in 10th spot different story for, for St Mirren I think you know the, the situation with Oren Kearney as he's 
as uh, school teachers are allowed to do. You're allowed a year sabbatical, and that may well be his situation. So if St Mirren go down, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they part company. Dundee looking for a new manager. We've spoken about a guy many times on the programme who knows the championship inside out. Should St Mirren also go down, is Jim Goodwin. And uh, I think he would be a very good appointment uh, for the Rose club should they, they, should they feel the need uh, to bring someone in. So, um, But I think St Mirren will end up in the playoff and Hamilton will do enough here to, to stay up. Let's hear from Brian Rice. That's a wee bit different because we could still draw, we could still lose and stay up. But first and foremost, we want to win the game. We want to win the game. I want to win every game again. You know, I th- I'm a fan. I'm a football fan, as you know. And when I go to games, I watch the teams going to try and win games. You know, people pay their money to be entertained. You know, so we've got to try and entertain them as much as we can, but we can't be stupid about it. You know, so I want to go and attack, I want to go and, and win. You know, for me, managing is about winning. Ah, so tense afternoon for those two. Maybe a bit more uh, pressure off the likes of Stephen Robinson. Let's hear from him. I'll be beating myself up for 90 minutes and arguing with the staff and the fourth official and the referee. No, of course, no, I want to win every game. I want to look at some things. Um, I want to give the younger boys and, and put a couple of the younger boys on the bench. You know, we, we talk about our young lads. There's another group of them coming through. You know, young Dean Cornelius has trained with us lately and he's been fantastic. Um, Jamie Simple's already got his chances. You know, Reese McAleer, I, I'll probably upset a few parents by maybe not mentioning some other boys but we're well aware of all of them you know that are coming through and some are ahead of others and that's an opportunity for me to get them involved in the first team and on the bench and maybe give them a debut but also to win the game you know it's important that we end the season on a, on a good note and we'll, we'll put out a strong side as well uh, and Roger Hanna 4,000 tickets handed out to school children in the local community around Fir Park just trying to, to boost numbers maybe encourage a new breed of fans uh, the weather might not have helped that but maybe a, a, a boost in your crowd this afternoon yeah and I'm told if some of the kids had been particularly naughty this week they actually get two each for this game um, <laughs> the crowd did the crowd is quite good though I'm looking across the far side and they are beginning to pile in it was quiet for a while nothing at stake but sometimes when the pressure's off that's when you get the great games as I was saying 16 years ago today last day of the season a young James McFadden hat-trick Keith Lasley scored twice that might be the only time he ever did that in his career Gordon and it was a 6-2 win so we're hoping for something similar today and as Stephen Robinson was saying it would be nice in a season when David Turnbull's come to the fore as young player of the year Jake Hastie's come to the fore and when he's moved to Rangers James Scott has made an impact since his split playing up front in his own it'd be nice to see the likes of Dean Cornelius David Devine Jamie Semple maybe coming off the bench and getting a little bit of uh, getting a little bit of action there's one late change to the motherable team lines actually the team lines that were put out on Twitter have been uh, corrected and there are no changes there was one change Liam Donnelly was coming in for Carl McHugh that has now been switched back it looks as if there was a, a, a mix up in the team line Carl McHugh starts Liam Donnelly's on the bench OK, that was Roger Hanna at Fir Park. We've got Mark Guidi at Hamilton St Johnston, Fraser Wishart at Dundee St Mirren, and the kickoffs are next. The fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hope you're sitting comfortably. Oh. Not if you're a St Mirren or a Hamilton fan, you'll be on the edge of your seat because we're getting underway at Dundee and at Hamilton, and in the next 90 minutes or so... We will find out who's in the playoffs and who stays up. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel. Who's in the playoffs? Who stays up? Hard one because it's a day of end games and mind games. We know the end game for St Mirren and Hamilton Ackies. It is to 
Avoid at the playoff final And guarantee their survival But The mind games For St Johnston And Dundee What's in it for them If they go a goal down Will they bother So A shot in dark I think St Mirren will beat Dundee But I think Hamilton Will beat St Johnston as well So Hamilton stay up yes. And St Mirren In the playoffs According to Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson Love I it. think St Mirren Will get a draw at Dundee And I think St Johnston Will beat Hamilton So that puts Hamilton In the playoffs Say that again St Mirren yeah. to stay up Hamilton in the playoffs Okay Gordon I'm going for Dundee uh, To beat St Mirren This afternoon Well that's that then and I reckon I'll give you my prediction For Hamilton Johnston Draw And then the big one At Fir Park Between Motherwell ah, and Livingston Stonewaller Motherwell 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 for oh, me Full house Okay we'll see if you lot Get on uh, As well as that For the next couple of hours We're here until 3 o'clock So it's a bit of a different Saturday for us Game's kicking off earlier We're finishing at 3 o'clock So Here's the compromise If you want to get on the open line You can do it right now You don't need to wait Until the game's to finish Let's hear from you Throughout the course Of the afternoon 0141 951 1025 You can call us all afternoon We can reflect on What's happening today And of course Look ahead to Tomorrow Trophy day at Celtic Park What are the Celtic fans expecting Are we going to see Any youngsters Getting a run out Is it important to win Before the Scottish Cup final Rangers going for Yet another win Would that be a sign of things to come for next season Who's going to finish third And we've got a Scotland managerial vacancy About to be filled as well So the phones will be open all afternoon 01419511025 Let's hear from you now You put forward a delicious menu And the first call will be about John Flanagan Who? Oh, so we're back there are we? <laughs> yes, that, because some things just never go away <laughs> For Celtic and Rangers supporters uh, So my guess is that would be the, the the first thing We've got ourselves into a fankle now With our disciplinary system at the SFA And it's not a good look It's not a good look when a man starts off With a yellow card given by the referee It then turns to a red card and a two game ban And then it turns it back again To, no, you're alright, as you were Anyone want to shed any light I, I on know, it? I totally agree with you uh, I was listening to the show when the, the verdict came out And I was astonished, Gordon um, he's got away with one And I think we've now opened a can of worms Next season Everybody Will be doing the same Following the same lines I know They'll be appealing um, everything We're never going to get to the bottom Of who the who the panel is it goes to To make these decisions Because it's never going to happen but It's also would, not important though yeah, really but is it? You no. would love, well In terms of not important? their identity Because you've lived in not this well, city long enough What yeah. is the point in that? Not their identity, but what about their background or what what, what position what position did they hold to make a decision like that that's blatantly an elbow that I think most of these agree on and it being upgraded to go to this panel for them to say no, that wasn't it. So so well, what kind of what not, kind of job are they doing? It's slightly different though, and I know I know you might say, Well, this is the, that's the same thing, but if you think about it, they're not actually there to judge whether it's an elbow as such It's more about whether it's an, an error they're, they're there to hear the case for the defence If you like Yeah, yeah. The, You know the referees Initially the panel of three referees They're the ones who are asked Should that have been a sending off And they say yes So it goes then and to listen, this panel listen, And then I, you, you have to question I understand I'm, What their role is in life What do they do But it, it just baffles me The guys are right Every single decision That 
even a slightest question mark is going to is going to you know get questioned so opens up a, a big can of worms for next season anyway I think we can look forward as well to some cracking football yeah. tomorrow we've got a Scotland managerial vacancy about to be filled we think by Stevie Clark as well let's get this up and running Hugh good question the first half teaser with Inside Sport in the Scottish Sun the best news features and columnists every Sunday Since season 2015-2016 Five men have been on the winning side In an English Championship playoff final And have also played for a non-old firm team in Scotland At some stage of their career Can you name them? So, since season 2015-2016 Five men have been on the winning side In an English Championship playoff final And have also played for a non-old firm team in Scotland at some stage of their career Who are they? That's a good question So that's including the 2015-16 season We're looking for your answers At Clyde SSP On Twitter So one tweet Containing all the correct answers As always we want to see Not only who can get it right But who can do it in the fastest time So get your thinking caps on Get your tweet ready And send it over to us At Clyde SSB The confused look On Gordon DL's face no, Suggests we'll get, he doesn't uh, know Mark the and answer. I have got Two or three already oh, Do you? <laughs> yeah I've got two Gordon <laughs> He's just as well, 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 well Yeah good, good teamwork in the studio uh, Like I say Phone lines will be open uh, Throughout the afternoon We'll take a few And we'll try and keep up On the other things as well With the games going on Still goalless across the board Dundee nil St Mirren nil uh, It's goalless Hamilton St Johnston And Motherwell Livy Early stages What have you made of Dundee St Mirren so far? Well St Mirren looked the more positive uh, interesting to hear Fraser talk about the Dundee support having taken the day off basically uh, hard to argue with them they pay the money or decide not to pay the money as is their choice uh, and these are troubled times for Dundee I just the, the club lacks purpose for me Hugh uh, I'm, I'm just watching this I, I sort of disagree with you I think Dundee started the better mm. um, they're you know they're knocking the ball about. I think they've had more possession in the St Mirren's half, um, and I just think Dundee that are playing like a team that are relaxed with yeah, nothing to play yeah. for, no permanent manager. They're just you know knocking the ball about. Um, I I tend to agree with Daz. You know St Mirren don't seem to be getting close to them at the minute, um, but I mean a long way to go. But that's the danger of playing against these teams when how, when they're so relaxed. How important is mindset on a day like this, Hugh? Because Everything. St Mirren have to have to stay calm. There's no point in, in, in risking anything yeah. to try and get an early lead to, to to you know to leave yourself vulnerable at the other end. So patience. Yeah, to see a day of end games and mind games because you know if Dundee can play in a relaxed fashion, they are down anyway. Uh, then St Mirren could be in bother By the same token If St Johnston go to Hamilton In that frame of mind They could be in bother But what we'd find out About St Johnston and Dundee If they went a goal down And that, that was a pretty poor tackle there As uh, he's saying here yeah, yeah, Nathan Ralph yeah. Clattering into Paul McGuinney Actually did well initially And then I'll tell you what is that, yeah. it's, That's about as clear a booking as you'll see Is it not? Especially after 8 minutes And it's yeah. his second one in the same position yeah, you'd expect a yellow card there for Ralph do you, But do begin you, back up on his feet Do you know, I was listening to Brian Rice, Gordon And I've been in the position but in the championship And 
he sounds so relaxed with his interviews. I heard him on Super Scoreboard last week talking about, well, I thrive on this. You know, it's just a game I've got to. I love my football. I was involved in a last game against Partick Thistle when I was a manager of air. And whoever won the game stayed in the championship. It was our first year up. And there was a massive crowd in. And let me tell you, it was the longest day of my life I've never been so nervous apart from last Friday uh, <laughs> when I was 10,000 feet up but um, for Brian Rice to say that he's feeling nice and calm and collective I heard Mark Guidi saying he's laughing and joking when the game starts all you want today is get make sure you're in the Premier League and did it go to plan that day? yeah we won 3-1 my tactical decision was absolutely <laughs> terrific nothing to do with the players forget no, them no, they were hopeless forget them <laughs> <laughs> They got you into that <laughs> position You got <laughs> them out I got them out Well done Marshall <laughs> He's learning And we We do have a goal In the Premiership Clyde 1 Super scoreboard Goal flash Motherwell 1 Livingston 0 Home side take the lead And Liam Donnelly uh, With the opener I thought Fraser I thought Roger Hanna told us <laughs> Liam Donnelly wasn't in the starting 11 So we have to get that one closed up sub. He's having a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> Somebody scored for Motherwell anyway Listen, it's the end of the season Donnelly you let, for the bench you, you let us away with yeah. this sort of stuff uh, Liam Donnelly last I heard Had been hooked out Oof. of the, the, the starting 11 But anyway, Motherwell are in front, Gordon You'll be happy about that I know oh, you're disappointed to be missing the game this afternoon last, last game of the season, Gordon I'm usually there at Fur Park Just to applaud the lads for their great efforts <laughs> Throughout the season And do you know what? It's great for the Motherwell manager, Steve Robinson The fact that he can Put a few of the younger players on Show that the club's in good hands With the youth coming through Obviously Hasty's away There'll be a lot of eyes on Turnbull just now He's had a terrific season But it's great mm. to see youth getting an opportunity Brilliant start <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was actually Liam Donnelly who scored So Yeah he's did, in the starting lineup. Did I hear Fraser Did I hear Roger yes, wrong? you did yeah you say, Roger said it was changed uh, Yeah it was so, changed so I, yeah. so I can't depend him on Hannah He did say so there I was didn't hear him No you didn't hear him wrong Okay yeah. No. Yeah. Can't well, depend there on the, him you, There's certainly confusion Yes yeah, that, that. Anyway <laughs> we've, we've cleared it up Liam Donnelly did score we'll, we'll, we'll get to why he was on the park And not on the bench later on But that, that game You know it, it really does have Nothing at stake And that you know, if you can't be relaxed The final game Before you get off to Marbella Or wherever you're going mm. Then when will you be relaxed? Yeah I was going to say If you're a Motherwell fan there, The mm. best What you're looking for Going along Is something a, a wee bit of entertainment An early goal To, to make it Entertaining uh, And they've got that just now You wonder I think you Sometimes find games like that Can be the best to watch Whole sets of yeah. players Not to play for They can try things You see a few young players Getting thrown into the mix Ro- as well Roger's right I remember that day when they played Livingston last game of the season just before James McFadden left he, he made it to the first league game I think of the following campaign yeah. but he was only young I think he had the captain's armband scored the hat-trick mm-hmm. Panenka the penalty because yeah. it was that you know, well, well, he, you can try he would probably yeah. do that anyway but ah. you know what I mean and there's it was, a it was scenario incredible. today where if Mother will score enough goals uh, they could join St Johnston in having more points than Hearts who are in 6th ah, place right, okay. uh, So not only are St John's the best of the rest As Mark Weedy put it uh, They've got more points than Hearts Who are in the top 6 And Motherwell if they score enough goals Could have the same distinction Ok keep your answers coming please On the first half teaser at Clyde SSB Now remember we're only here till 3 So I said we would open the phone lines all afternoon Let's get to it Paul is in Mulgai What's in your mind this afternoon Paul? Hi guys uh, I'm a fan 
Uh, but I'm also a member of the uh, Catanami Travel Club. I have been for 20 years, but I haven't purchased a single Scotland ticket since Gordon Strachan was uh, sacked. Uh, however, if Steve Clark does get the Scotland job, I will guarantee I will not miss another Scotland game because he is a perfect fit for Scotland, uh, despite the fact I'm going to lose him for my club. That's not my point today, though. However, the point is there's, there's so much talk about Celtic uh, and this nine in a row. And I wonder, from a football perspective, what Rangers fans would actually prefer. Would Rangers fans prefer to win next year's Champions League final <laughs> or stop Celtic doing nine in a row? Is, are they more intent on stopping a rival or are they more intent on receiving success themselves? I'd just be interested to know what the panel think of that and what Rachel Rangers fans think I, of that. I was born in Glasgow. I have lived in Glasgow for almost 70 years. I think I understand the rivalry between Celtic and Rangers. Whenever I ask a Celtic fan about Europe or 10 in a row, they always say, don't care about Europe, just want 10 in a row. And your scenario... Uh, it's improbable But I'll, I'll, I'll give you my answer Rangers fans would rather stop Celtics 10 in a row Than win, than the, win the Champions, Champions League, League. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> Hold on Yes. Leave it there This is huge Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Goal Flash Hamilton 1 St Johnston 0 Ziggy Gordon the defender Finding the back of the net And as it stands And we've got another goal Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Goal Flash and it's Cami Kerr's put Dundee in front It's all just happened at once for St Mirren And it's not looking good Dundee won St Mirren nil, And Hamilton won St Johnston nil. The worst 30 seconds of the season for St Mirren It's totally swung against them And as it stands they are right up against it That is the definition of the double whammy No sooner do you hear that your greatest rivals Hamilton Have gone in front than Dundee Before you've got over the shock Dundee put the ball past your goalkeeper so the double whammy for St Mirren mm, Two right backs as well um, At either ground But what a goal that was from Dundee I, I said they were playing relaxed Into Paul McGowan Who's in between the lines Plays a through ball to To Cammy Kerr Who who splits the defence And what a finish by the way For a right back getting in that position Doesn't panic Puts into a roof of the net St Mirren a, a huge mountain to climb I've got to say Gordon It was coming uh, uh, St Mirren are fighting for their lives but to me, just watching the opening 14 minutes, they look like they're playing a pre-season game. Dundee, of course they're relaxed, they're down, they can go out there and play their football. And I think Dundee have been excellent and deserve to be in front, mm. but when you hear the news coming from Hamilton, it's yeah. a double blow. Right, we sometimes deal in wild, imaginative hypotheticals on this show. I don't mind it, it's a bit of fun. Paul... Has asked the question And Hugh thinks Rangers fans would rather Stop 10 in a row Than win the Champions I'm with League him. I'm with him All the way I'm with you in this Listen you's, I'm uh, telling no, you You need your head check Win the Champions League Yeah the, And stop 10 in a row Grant, The <laughs> one thing That Celtic hold over Rangers They, they lifted the European Cup yep. I'm with Do you Do you not think, think that, right. oh, Come on Give it a rest the question falls down of course Because Rangers how can Rangers Champions be in the Champions League Unless they win the title But I think what Paul on the line is saying Is would, would Rangers fans give anything to stop Celtic And the answer is yes In the same way that the Celtic fans Life for Celtic and Rangers supporters Is now in a state of suspended animation The rest of the world doesn't count The Champions League The Europa League Doesn't count It doesn't matter the only thing that matters is for the Celtic supporters to get to 10 in a row 
And for the Rangers supporters The only thing that matters mm. Is to stop that happening Paul let me bring you back in On your original point About Stevie Clark Now as a Kilmarnock fan You said you'd be, you'd be disappointed To lose him As a Scotland fan I mean you're, you're particularly Interested in Scotland You give him your backing Does that does that soften the blow then he's he's moving from one of your teams to the other, so to speak? It does, it does definitely. Uh, I mean, he's a perfect fit for Scotland. Uh, he's tactically astute. He gets the best out of, you know, a, a reasonable bunch of players. Uh, and I do think he'll, he'll take his, he'll, he'll certainly get us to qualify for the next finals. Is that the key, Paul, from what you've seen with a Kilmarnock perspective then? He has... Raised the players that he had at his disposal to a level that perhaps they, they weren't playing at before. Is that is that the skill that everyone needs to hope he transfers to the national side? Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, the improvement in players like Gary Dicker and uh, I mean, it's countless in the team actually. Uh, I mean, the amount of young players he's brought through too, uh, and Taylor, who again been capped under twenty ones and really looks, you know, like a real good player and for the future, uh, it's just incredible. I mean, the got, only thing, sorry for guy. interrupting. The only thing I'm going to say is, Stevie Clark. I thought I think he's a magnificent choice for Scotland. I've got to say. The only thing is, he's not going to improve these players because he's not working with them day to day like he does yeah. with Kilmarnock. What he's going to do is organise them tactically as well, formation, uh, set plays, uh, how to defend, how to attack. So I think that's his biggest job. I think we'll need to get away from this. He'll develop these players and he'll make them well, better. I, I, I said he'll get, make I said, a better team. I said get the best out of them. Yeah. I didn't say make them better because I know that that's hard when you're only I, together I, a couple yeah. of weeks a weeks a year. Um, Paul, you absolutely resigned to it now. I mean, we certainly believe that in the coming days, Stevie Clark will be named the the Scotland manager. Have you come to terms with it, or is it still a, a chance you think it won't happen? I mean, Stevie Clark, you know, as much as a little Kilmarnock fan, Stevie Clark is, is too big for Kilmarnock, unfortunately. Uh, he really is, you know. Uh, what what he's done over the last 18 months is, is nothing more than miraculous, quite truthfully. Uh, and as I say, you know, I'm, I'm resigned to the fact he's going to move to Scotland, but I'm also, you know, gleaming inside the fact he's going to move to Scotland because we need... A solid manager Yeah Paul I have to compliment Paul On the, the, the common sense That he's speaking here Because You know To to admit that Steve Clark Is too big for Kilmarnock That's absolutely correct yeah, You know This is a guy Who's worked at the highest levels Of the game in Britain It was For me At the time of his appointment I said It's the Brendan Rodgers moment For Kilmarnock uh, It was an appointment On that scale And I've met Billy Bowie Several times The Kilmarnock owner And you would need Surgery to remove the smile from his face However I do not envy him And his board members The task of trying to find Steve Clark's replacement Yeah Paul And as a Ex-Air United manager Would you like me to put my name in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gutted You didn't get promoted The other way I'm Because uh, as a child I used to watch United Before I changed allegiance uh, so I'm gutted you United didn't get promoted Thank you Paul Paul's so polite That was his way of saying We're not that desperate So that was, that was brilliant Thank you very much Paul uh, In Mulgai Like I said earlier on If you're just joining us We're here until 3 o'clock But the phone lines are open All afternoon 
Call it an end of season treat Shall we Hugh Keevans Yes indeed Because uh, it's a slightly different schedule today With the games all kicking off early Oh, oh And there's a big Big decision to be made Surely not At Dens Park Darren, Darren, Darren O'Dea's Last ever game As a professional footballer Has ended after 20 minutes He's been shown a straight red card Incredible that's mm. a shame Just on oh. a completely personal level that That's a shame Hugh Keegan well, yeah, You've got uh, to feel sorry for him You know He's, he's a, such a nice fella Darren uh, But He was guilty Of the professional foul There was no one able to help Out After he had brought down The St Mirren player The referee has got it right Having spent most of the afternoon Getting it wrong I would have to say oh. uh, But that's football And that's fate And that's what happens was to that, you so. Sorry Was that denying a clear and obvious yeah. Goal scoring yeah. opportunity yeah. for you? He, the first touch Takes him through and goal Defenders were too far wide To get back there He was through one One and one And it was just Darren's first touch Unfortunately Off his chest That just skips away from him He has to lunge in and it's a shame to see that You know I had uh, many a good year With Darren at Celtic Had a great career And, and what a way to end 20 minutes in He was just out in the park there With his daughters Coming out the tunnel So Dundee are fortunate Dundee mm. They're actually fortunate They should be down to nine men I think yeah. Because the, the referees let Another player away With worse than the Odie's done Clyde 1 Super scoreboard Goal flash Motherwell 2 Livingston 0 And it's David Turnbull Yet again wow. The man who will pick up The Scottish Football Writers Young Player of the Year Award For Scotland tomorrow evening He's scored And makes it Motherwell 2 Livingston 0 He will go down as one of The league's success stories This season won't he? Well yeah. Gordon Can I say When Mark and I were at Airdrie We were we brought in hasty And we were looking And Motherwell were fantastic with us Because they wanted their young kids out and the one guy, one name that kept coming up was David Turnbull. And they were, I remember you asked me. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, we, and and we spoke to Stevie Craigan, and Stevie Craigan actually said he'll go on to bigger and better things. He says he's terrific. He's probably the best football player at Mother we will have got just now. And I'm thinking, well, he's not round about the first team. Can can we get him out? They would not let us have him. But I'm not surprised because I heard so much about him, and then after watching him. What a terrific But player. even they Couldn't expect The goal scoring return <laughs> This season From that You know You get good young players You hear loads of Academy bosses And reserve managers Saying this kid Is special And they come into the first team And they make a, a bit of an impact They play well Or they sit on the bench And come on Make an impact They couldn't have expected This kid to come in And score I mean What is he at now 13, 14 goals He's just pulled level In terms of league goals He's just pulled level With James Tavernier And he's one behind Oddson Edward Fine. Now he's a, he's a central midfield mm. player Who only came into the team in October yeah. A struggling team by the way Yeah yeah, And for Just not his, his overall play To add goals to your, your tally as well Is abs- what a season he has And I'm delighted That he's got young player of the year I certainly think he deserves it I'm not trying to take any credit away from David Turnbull But it does sound as if St Johnston's players are Livingston uh, Livingston's players are in the uh, departure lounge at Glasgow Airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's going to have the chance to add to it because Muller will have got a penalty. Sibold oh. has brought down Aribi in the box. David Turnbull is the penalty taker. Um, we've just bummed him up, so he'll probably balloon it into the south stand no after, chance, the, oh. after the, the, the write-up you two just gave him. So we'll wait and see. Um, oh, there's a collision between two St Mirren players, but it's all right. Uh, it doesn't come to anything. Just... Did you say McFadden scored a hat-trick in that last game? He did yeah. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flash Well, are we seeing a reminder of yeah, that day? Yeah. Because that went on to be one of James McFadden's last ever 
uh, outings in a Motherwell shirt David Turnbull has got his second of the afternoon Against Livingston Like McFadden did all those years ago And it's Motherwell 3 Livingston 0 oh, I did say to you there is a scenario That puts Motherwell above Hearts and that Well this, in points yeah Yeah uh, the, the scenario is coming to Coming to fruition here mm. uh, By my Alright admittedly dodgy calculation They need one more goal uh, I'm assuming of course that Hearts Do not beat Celtic tomorrow Okay let's check in on the teaser Hugh Yes since season 2015-2016 Five men have been on the winning side In an English Championship playoff final And have also played for a non-old firm team in Scotland At some stage of their career Who are they? Okay, let's get some wrong answers out of the way Paul Campbell has said Dean Windass No, Dino, no Aidan Tolan Has gone for Graham Dorans <coughs> No He's one year out, isn't he? Yes. So there's a few around that time. You're one year out with Graham Dorrance. He's also gone for Alex Neal. No. So we're talking as a player, not as a manager. So Alex Neal doesn't count either. Uh, Aidan's also gone for Gary Holt. Gary's not there. He's not on the list, okay. Let's see what else is coming in. Scott Brothers says Tony Andrew. Not there. He says Stephen Whitaker. No. One year out again on yes. Stephen Whitaker. This is from yes. including 2015, 2016. Yes, that's so the important point to remember. Lots of you is uh, mm. lots of you are just getting out by one year. I can see some great answers coming in, though, I must say. Um, very, very good attempts from lots of you. What else have we got here? Nothing. Tell you what, a lot of, a lot of them are correct. Uh, Kenny McLean is the other one that's just come in from John. Ooh. No No he went up automatically this year of course Didn't yeah. he Kenny McLean <laughs> Yeah it looked like he had a <laughs> the, the nice mayor, celebration The mayor of Norwich The mayor of Norwich <laughs> yeah With an orange juice Real yo-yo team Norwich City I mean they, they, they've had great times in the Premiership Been relegated as well several times So, But uh, they, they seem wildly enthusiastic for their team at Norwich Is Delia still at the hill? Yes Delia's still there Blowing <laughs> yeah. kisses to the crowd So Yeah the, the half time team talk was one oh. of the greatest Team talks I've yes. ever seen. Yeah. Where are ya? <laughs> <laughs> Do that again. Be happy, yeah. <laughs> so, that I mean, sounds similar here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we got the same age, Delia and me, probably. But you've got to hand it to the PR people because they actually named a street outside the ground as Let's Be Avenue. Oh, seriously? Oh, very clever. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Let's Be Avenue. I like that. <laughs> Try work out that accent. <laughs> <laughs> he did say he loves impressionists. <laughs> <laughs> he must sit in front of the mirror when he's bored. <laughs> when he's not on Twitter doing impressions well, of Delia. See if you've got English grandkids, you pick up the the, uh, the accent. Fraser <laughs> uh, uh, Wishart makes a good point in that Darren and essentially will be suspended for life because he'll never <laughs> yeah. get the chance to serve that suspension. Um, so there we go. It's a shame But the, the referee was correct As I say He's got it wrong Up to then Ralph Should have been sent off I think He's had two horrendous challenges yeah. uh, So Dundee are fortunate Not to be For the, there you, Just sorry You've surprised Roger Hanna He's been in touch to say He thought you were more of a Fanny Craddock man <laughs> I, I can't do her voice um, You can't do Dealers <laughs> <either>. <laughs> oh. 
can carry the wee wee self I can do hard <laughs> Yeah sorry That's not my repertoire Right yeah. anyway uh, Back to the football Because it's a huge afternoon And it's not going St Mirren's way At all It is going Hamilton Aki's way Hamilton <laughs> leads St Johnston By a goal to nil Thanks to Ziggy Gordon And Dundee Leads St Mirren By a goal to nil Thanks to Cammy Kerr Now St Dundee are down to 10 men Because Darren Adee Has been sent off On his last ever game As a professional but nevertheless, St Mirren are right up against it, aren't they? Yeah, I thought they needed something pretty quickly when Dundee were trying to shape up again. You know, just hit them quickly, get back in the game. But Dundee look like they've, they've shaped up pretty quickly now and it's sometimes hard to beat a team with 10 men. <laughs> Incidentally, uh, the Darna Day saying off, I, I'd be having a word with my right back who checks in and plays a ball to my chest I think that just That's symptomatic Darnley is trying to make game. that point to him Yeah End of season game If that's if Dundee are playing for something There's no way your right back's Chipping the ball over to you In the middle of the park I know it's Darnley's fault Should he not have brought it down On yeah, his chest a bit better have, I know it's not his fault But I'm just saying that's symptomatic of A team who's relaxed Just You know We'll play a bit And sometimes successful Sometimes it gets you into trouble And unfortunate for Darna Day It's the latter Mark Guidi's impressed Hugh It's the Football Writers Awards Tomorrow night yes. uh, Darren Fairley Is yep. the, the impressionist He's going to be the act But if he calls off uh-huh. Mark Guidi wants to know If you could make yourself available Hugh's a warm up act for a, for a small fee A bottle of red <laughs> Yeah more than, more than ample <laughs> Apparently the same thing Almost happened to Fraser Wishart On his final game Huh? But he persuaded the. Should, should, we should be admitting to this. He says <laughs> he, but he claims to have persuaded the ref to give him a yellow by telling him he was retiring. <laughs> Who was that? Clay Bank, chief negotiator, Fraser, yes, Fraser for the head of the union. Exactly. Yeah. Darren O'Day with no such luck. He's in the back. I think the refereeing game's a slightly different game nowadays, where they're being assessed at every level. Fraser says it was Airdrie. So there you go. Did Fraser play Airdrie? Obvious, apparently so Fraser Wishart played Waverley <laughs> Good to <laughs> see Gordon Dales In touch with the club yeah, yeah, I didn't know I, Rocky the Rooster The other I, day I am surprised at that You know I've been walking What, I, you, I mean, what do you mean surpri- Why? I just Didn't think you didn't think would go for it. No they didn't need a, a guy that could Be a long throw <laughs> they played football at some time But I didn't know I thought it was Clyde Bank Fraser finished with Yeah but let's be honest here You can't remember Mark Wilson's Celtic career As you, admit, as you admitted <laughs> to him On the golf course one day He did say that I can't, I can't remember you Ever playing I did play for Dundee United For years as well I can't remember you up there either Dumbarton Yeah I can remember What a save that is From Jack Hamilton uh, In the Dundee goal Kyle McAllister Cutting onto that left boot Trying to bury it low And it's a a top save And that Perhaps tells you The way things are going For St Mirren He scored a few like that This season Coming in that left Left foot Whips it round But what a save Because it just bounces In front of him And he manages to turn it wide And and high over But uh, the game's The game is fairly open You know it's not a it's it's not closed up, you know. Lots of space in between both defences, um, and that's for Dundee as well. Even though they're down to ten men, they still look like they're a threat going forward. Oh, another oh, attempt. Yeah. Oh, well, you submitting. You know, it's far from over. They're they're waiting, hoping that St Johnston can get an equaliser against Hamilton. Uh, so they know it's not. Over and done with A goal just before It's 15 minutes To go to half time here I'm sure the St Mirren uh, Supporters Players And Obviously management staff Will be 
desperate for a goal just be ha- before half time, and that puts a little bit of pressure on Hamilton because they sure. will know at half time that Dundee are down to ten men. St. Mirren are back in the game; they can't afford to lose anything. So, it's not over with yet. So it's very much advantage Hamilton Aki's on survival Saturday. If it stays the way it is, they will stay in the division yet again. They are the the scrappers of the division. Oh, yeah. They're very good at it. And uh, if it stays the way it is, it would be St Mirren up against Dundee United in a two-legged playoff to see who will take their place in the Premiership next season. I mean, I, I mean no disrespect. And the Hamilton fans deep down will know this is the case. They're the, the mongrel dog of the the Premiership. You know, the, no one outside of Hamilton really <laughs> cares about them. <laughs> do, you, I've you, never you, heard a team described <laughs> as a mongrel. You do realise that you can't just say, I don't mean any disrespect, and then say whatever you want afterwards. <laughs> that, that they, doesn't. You know, it, it, it's not. Uh, that did sound disrespectful here. Yeah, yeah. Like you. Listen, it's not, it's not actionable. Uh, they're, they're the kind of unloved of the, the, the Premiership. But they, they, That's not even any better. They survive, they survive in spite of the fact that. Only a couple of thousand people care about That's them. About That's right. and, we're getting and to that end, they deserve all the credit in the world. Uh, and I won't say which member of the panel said today, I hope they go down. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are the mongrel dog. The mongrel unloved dog. Good luck to them. Yep. <laughs> can't, can't tell him in Mark You keep oh, your mouth shut When, when, they, when they stay up I hope there's a load of tweets coming in uh, 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 Of mongrel dog lovers <laughs> Yep Giving it to Hugh Keevans But you've got to say Hamilton are brilliant at it yeah. You know Every season And we'll do again in August If we're all still here I don't know Hugh and I have signed our new contracts so <laughs> We might be struggling <laughs> But um, our predictions Everyone puts Hamilton in relegation um, And they seem to Year in, year out Prove us all and wrong then, And three managers You know Alec Neil, Martin Canning And now Brian Rice If he pulls it off today uh, You know they, they have the survival instinct And then some There, there always seems to be Quite a big turnover There's a lot of players though At Hamilton A lot of Unknowns come in At the start of the season That you've never really heard of You know teams like Dundee And Livy And you know Even St Mirren Will sign players who You've heard it There's been about Now I'm not saying That's the right way But I think that's why Hamilton always get tipped to Oh great chance again For St Mirren there But I think that's why Hamilton always get tipped For for relegation People think These guys are unknown What are they going to Hit us with So I tell you what I think they'll finish bottom And they always prove To get themselves out of it but what a chance here for Dundee Great claiming a penalty from claiming a penalty And it's Ralph again <sighs> I tell you what Do you think that's a penalty kick Mark? He's, he, he has got a hold of him I yeah. tell you He's got a hold of him at the back post Now it'd be soft But in this day and age You've seen them given um, Quite a few times He's had two horrendous challenges On Paul McGinn And uh, now he's got away with that maybe, one as well Maybe Ralph said to the referee Look, Fraser Wishart said he was retired <laughs> And he got away with it So I'm trying it uh, Right, what have we got on the question again? Hugh, just remind us one more Since season 2015-2016 mm-hmm. Five men have been on the winning side In an English Championship playoff final And have also played for a non-old firm team In Scotland at some stage of their career Who are they? The important thing is season 2015-2016 Yeah, I've got to feel for James Shevlin Because again, he's just just one year out with John Ruddy Yes And Stephen Whitaker One year out, yes? Yes Uh, What about Sonia Luco? Not on the list Uh, Okay 
What else have we got? Let's do some more wrong answers if we can. A lot of you have got it right, by the way. So well done if you have, and thank you uh, for taking part. Um, what else have we got? I'll tell you what, I'm asking if... Uh, I'm wondering if we've got mostly correct answers now coming in because I'm struggling to find the wrong ones but there we go I think we've uh, eliminated enough of them 01419511025 remember you can stay in touch with us all afternoon an end of season treat for you we're only on air till 3 because of the way the games fall so we've opened the phones all afternoon uh, let's speak to Billy who's a Rangers fan in Milton hi Billy hi there how you doing lad? hi Billy what's uh, on your mind I'd like to take you to task with his mongrel dog statement uh, everybody today that are fighting to stay up and go down I, I would like Hamilton to stay up because I know Big Steve Crow and a few of the lads out there have been out there and they did a hell of a lot for charity they're the one team I want to stay up so they're my mongrel dog for the day yeah I mean it's, it's possible to love a mongrel dog <laughs> uh, you, 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 it's it's just unattractive, that's all. Uh, it's, but it's possible to love them. Uh, so, good. I, I, I welcome your support for the Ackies. As I say, I'm applauding their survival instinct because they survive in the face of apathy because only a couple of thousand people will ever be inside their ground. Uh, but they mm. survive because of their own endeavour. I mean, there's something admirable about it, Billy, because... We always say the league table doesn't lie you, you can't fluke these things And that if it stays this way That would be time and time and time again That they've come up with a formula To stay in the division With a small budget, Billy It's clearly no accident, is it? Yeah, no, no At all, they are perennial no, I mean, they are perennial fighters But uh, I'd just like you to know that I, I did have a mongrel dog For the first <laughs> 14 years of my life I grew up maybe If I was about 40 It was about 18 Yes So, ah, you can't love dogs Yeah in other words, Billy, you've come on to agree with me, basically. Yeah, but he was just wanted to clear, just to make sure that there was a compliment in there somewhere. T has sent me Hamilton, according to Hugh, then a picture of among a mongrel dog. dog. Yeah. Um, Turned into crops. <laughs> <laughs> Any other dogs? <laughs> That's what we should do. What other, what other Premiership teams remind you of what dog? Aye, there well, we go. Well, Mark Wilson really is aye. fighting for that new contract. Oh, aye, aye, he's, aye. he's making up the topics <laughs> from the show. <laughs> I'll just got the road at half time. You can uh, come out yeah, and uh, I like uh, it. What, 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 what other teams remind you of what dogs? There uh, we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's be having them. Um, <laughs> Billy, what about your own team, Billy Rangers? Tomorrow, trying to finish the season on a high. Obviously, everybody knows it's not the silverware ending to the season that, that many would want, but another step in the right direction if you can finish it with another win. I would. I would say there's been more than one step in the right direction. So I mean, there's been quite a few steps in the right direction, and I'm sure Stevie G over the summer will get a few decent faces in, and they'll go with what we've already got. We've got a hell of a lot of talent there now. That's going to be so a we're looking for silver next year. Yeah, it's going to be a cracking game tomorrow because naturally the focus is on. Sorry. Well, in this city, can Rangers win seven in a row? But it's a bigger game for Kilmarnock who are trying to finish third. It might be Stevie Clark's last game, and they've got an outstanding record against Rangers. Well, recently. I think both teams have got something to play for. Gordon, as you touched on there, Rangers are want to finish on a high. Um, they've been in great form recently. 
Kilmarnock who obviously are hoping all their supporters turn out to applaud Stevie Clark who's going on to be the Scotland manager and they're trying to get third as well so I think we're in for the makings of a terrific game down at Rugby Park Thank you to Billy in Milton sticking up for mongrel dogs <laughs> everywhere <laughs> Hamilton Ackies look like they're going to stay in the division it's going to take a bit of a turnaround in the second half for that not, not to happen is not a derogatory term <laughs> It's <laughs> so not entirely like complimentary though. Billy, Billy has actually underlined that by saying he had a mongrel dog for 14 years and he loved it. <laughs> what has happened to this show? <laughs> what is going on? Oh, well, seen it's the end of the season. Mm. Anyway, back to the fit, What's happening? Well, I mean, you would have thought uh, Dundee are defending like men possessed. If they, if they defended this way, Throughout the course of the season They, w- yeah. they wouldn't be down by now mm. uh, But with 10 men They are defending impeccably And still no way through for St Mirren It must be a source of frustration For those 2,000 St Mirren fans there I was just about to say that For the opposite set of fans here You know, watching this and, and going <laughs> Why can this performance not be the rest of the season? This is where Twitter comes into its own We've just had a tweet in from an account Called Mongrel Dog <laughs> The, the profile picture is a Hamilton Aki's badge And it says Very disappointed with Hugh's statement Really ruined my day So I thought What else you Click on the profile um, And it has been It joined Twitter May 2019 One tweet Following one account <laughs> So the mongrel dog account Has been set up Within the last five minutes Thanks to what you just said You see uh, I'm a pion- pioneer I, I, I lead I take people <laughs> with me <laughs> I, I, I dog lead I, I can sense this page uh, Having a lot of comments Graham, Gunyan, Graham Gunyan's tweeted in a picture of his There's a mongrel dog shug What's not to like I, know. <laughs> I, I come back to it You can love a mongrel dog But they are the mongrel dog of the top flight Lots of people are talking Are answering Mark Wilson's question John has tweeted in Aberdeen Ooh. Oh, yeah, no. A sheep dog <laughs> A sheep dog oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the only other one I can repeat so far, I think. Um, yeah, you can see names of dogs, can't you? They've got rude words in them. Who is the Chihuahua of the. The Chihuahua? Hmm. Livingston? <laughs> no, I wouldn't put them a Chihuahua. Can. What kind of dog do you go, What kind of dog have we got? None that died, uh, but thanks <laughs> for coming. <laughs> <that. laughs> <Aye>, cheers. <laughs> I wasn't laughing at the Mark's sad news. I'm, like I'm, I'm sad I missed the, 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 the funeral. funerals of the passing away, but ah. I was just oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. put my big mouth in it as usual. Livingston have missed a penalty. What? Gillespie saved it from Ryan Hardy. Now, Mother will have another penalty. Ryan Hart, uh, David Turnbull tripped up. He's presumably going to take it. Is he going to get a first half hat trick? This oh, guy he's got is, to. He's got to stick it away What a weekend Doing he'll everything have Pick up the award season. tomorrow as well Brilliant mm. He might miss it though Has he missed one this season? No No Don't he, think so He's not going to miss this one He'll famous, go, he'll go goalkeeper Famous others. last words From Mark Wilson This would be quite something First half hat-trick From a central midfield It's been saved oh, no! By Liam no! Kelly There we go oh, you, what, a no. game, what a game Roger Hanna's having there Mm, that's what you wanted though An early goal Like I said Just a wee bit of entertainment Players relax Going for it <laughs> Penalty, Three penalties Three goals oh, Roger sitting class. there Relaxed Watching that game Watching all the goals Doesn't even know Who's playing Doesn't know Who's on the <laughs> bar Listen to us Speaking about dogs <laughs> 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 Oh 
<laughs> He's our mongrel dog of the day uh, Remember the phone lines are going to be open all afternoon Because we're only here until 3 o'clock It's a strange old schedule after the split, Hugh Keevans Yeah um, Not much we can do No, but the, listen, we've started off a great weekend here Because we've had excitement at the game that's allegedly of no significance At Motherwell, we've had Hamilton go in front uh, and seconds later Dundee go in front of St Mirren so everything is there there's a trophy presentation tomorrow there is possibly the first first team game for 16 year old Karamoko Dembele uh, for Celtic lots going on and uh, Steve Clark's last game is against Rangers He's taken 7 points out of 9 Against Rangers this season so far Just in case you can't keep up With what's happened at Fir Park Motherwell are 3-0 up David Turnbull has scored 2 of them He has also missed a penalty And Livingston missed a penalty 3 minutes before that Less than that So it's 2 missed penalties within 3 minutes But they're already 3-0 up Motherwell and cruising It's incredible So if they get another penalty Do you think Turnbull Yeah I think he would still take it Yeah Yeah Yeah, Yeah, I think so I noticed some quotes attributed to the Chief Executive Alan Burroughs saying that they are unwilling to let David Turnbull leave for anything less than a club record fee. Yeah, well, that, that seems fair enough. So Phil, Phil O'Donnell was 1.75 million when mm. he went to Celtic. Yeah. Well, goal scoring midfielders, you know, come at a premium. So I think he's every right to hold out for that. Um, I mean, a young fella who's only been October. Incredible So he's quite right Two million pounds yeah. Half time at Fir Park Roger Hanna What on earth is happening? <laughs> Motherwell 3 Livingston 0 Hamilton maybe the Mongols But the pedigree chums Along the road Have been best in class In this first half at Fir Park David Turnbull has once again Been top dog for the host With two goals To put the bite on Livingston Liam Donnelly gave them the lead Yes that's the lead When he glanced home Turnbull's free kick After 10 minutes Turnbull then went Walkies at the near post To slam home Boliari Yibi's corner After 21 minutes Livy's back they were in the doghouse and it didn't get any better four minutes later as Craig Sibold snapped at Aribi's ankles in the box and young referee David Munro pointed to the spot Turnbull guided the spot kick past Livy goalkeeper Ross Stewart for 3-0 Livy then had the chance to get back into the game four minutes before the break but they missed a spot kick after Ricky Lamy was tripped in the box Matt Gillespie who's been solid in the first half in goal for Motherwell saving from Ryan Hardy in his last game for Livy before returning to Rangers the ball quickly moved to the other end Turnbull again in the box tripped to the edge of the area by goalkeeper Stewart it looked all teed up for a hat-trick just like James McFadden scored here 16 years ago in the last day of the season against Livy in a 6-2 win but somehow Turnbull contrived to miss Stuart getting down to his left to push the ball back out it's been breathless it's been absolutely terrific entertainment on the last day of the season here at Fir Park long may continue in the second half Motherwell 3 Livingston 0 well Roger you made 8 references to dogs there I thought you might have gone for another one so it could have been K9 <laughs> I just play the tumbleweed sound effect that I've got that old tabloid head coming out there in Roger Hanna I think that's the only halftime whistle we've got so far so let's round off the teaser quickly Hugh I won't oh. even bother with the music give us the question and the answer since 2015 2016 five men have been on the winning side in an English championship playoff final and have also played for a non-old firm team in Scotland at some stage of their career they are Kevin McDonald with Fulham and Dundee Danny Ward Huddersfield and Aberdeen Aaron Moy Huddersfield and St Mirren Robert Snodgrass Hull City Livingston and Stirling Albion Andy Robertson Hull 2015-2016 Dundee United and Queen's Park 
Thank you for taking part Well done if you got them right Fergie was in third place Kev Kev was in second place And Liam McIntosh You are the winner of the first half teaser Brilliant effort Well done to you uh, Some great tweets coming in about the dogs Question Mark Wilson uh, Kay says Be- Berwick would be the border collie Ah. Conzo says St Mirren are trapped Six in the (laughs) Greyhounds It's half time At Dundee Fraser Wishart's Watching Dundee And St Mirren It is It's been a bit tense And nervous For St Mirren supporters They really haven't Got going Against Dundee Who are down to Ten men Dundee Given a red card Midway through the half But it's right back Cammy Kerr That scored the goal That separates the teams Dundee started really well And got the deserved opener In the 14th minute Lovely ball with Paul McGowan From midfield Inside left back Matteo Music and it was right back, Cammy Kerr, that ran onto the ball and smashed it high past Ladke into the roof of the net. Saints looked really nervous and took till 17th minute for the first shot on goal. Steve McGinnis, a 25-yard shot straight at Hamilton. In the 20th minute, a real blow for Dundee and for Darren O'Dea. He took a poor touch in the middle of the park. Danny Mullen was quickly onto the ball. O'Dea brought him down and it was denying a goal-scoring opportunity and the referee gave him a red card. A disappointing end to Darren O'Dea's long career because retiring today after this game. Paul McGinn then had a shot, uh, so a header wide from a McAllister corner as Saints came back into the game. Owen Kearney immediately changed to a back three, trying to take advantage of the extra man. In 31 minutes, they almost equalised their best chance of the half. Kyle McAllister cutting from the right and with his left foot shot from the edge of the box, probably an excellent save, low to his right by Jack Hamilton. Saints did a pit. Penalty claim Paul McGinn looked as if he was held at the back post when challenging for a corner by Nathan Ralph. Then Jack Beard headed tamely wide from McAllister corner. And the Saints were now in top, but really frustration all around. They weren't able to create any clear-cut chances. Dundee had a shot just before the break from Ethan Robson with a free kick that brought out a save from Haladke. But more and more, Dundee looking very comfortable with their 10 men. Big 45 minutes ahead for Saints. They need to do much better in the second half. They are shooting down the slope and into the stand with their huge support, which might well help. Half-time at Dens Park. Dundee won some nil. And in the other big game that matters in the relegation equation, Hamilton against St Johnston, watched by Mark Guidi. Half time, Hamilton Ackies won St Johnston nil, and the Lanarkshire Club very much in the driving seat for Premiership survival. They are ahead thanks to a 10th minute goal from Ziggy Gordon, the defender's first goal of the season and possibly his last game for the Ackies before he heads out to Romania to sign for Bucharest. It all came about when an Aaron McGowan header was superbly saved by Xander Clark, the Saints keeper, turned it behind from a corner. From Tony Andrews' corner kick, there was a scramble inside the box and Ziggy Gordon was there from three yards out just to roll it under Clark and give Ackies the lead. St Johnson, despite the fact nothing to play for, they have made a contest of it and in the 20th minute, David Wotherspoon's shot from the edge of the area was cleared off the line by Aaron McGowan. In the 37th minute, the Aki's captain Darry McKinnon skips past three Saints players to the edge of the box and his right foot shot was just over the crossbar. So for just now, Hamilton Aki's very much in the driving seat and looking as though they are going to secure their survival. Half-time at the Hope CBD Stadium. Hamilton Aki's won, St Johnston nil. And we'll do the half-time scores next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's half time and survival Saturday in the Scottish Premiership, and as it stands at the break, it is Hamilton Ackies that will survive because St Mirren are losing at Dundee and the Ackies are winning at home. Uh, Fraser Wisher, was there any reaction and a nervousness from the. The stands behind the goal, the St Mirren fans, were they aware of what was happening in the other game? Could you tell? 
you, you couldn't really tell because Cammy Kerr scored right at the same time uh, here, just as you were announcing that uh, Alhampton had taken the lead, but they've been fairly subdued in the last 20-25 minutes, they started really noisily with St Mern supporters, the team didn't start particularly well, Dundee were knocking around quite nicely and looked a threat from the, from the word go. Um, I, I did think it was a wee bit strange bringing on Lee Hodson uh, just after um, uh, Odie was sent off, you know, he was, he was going for a 3-4-1-2, I thought maybe a more attacking player might have been a, an interesting co- um, substitution by by Owen Kearney, but uh, it's been a struggle. They really haven't created, other than McAllister's shot, he created himself when he cut inside and a good left foot shot, an excellent save by Jack Hamilton. In general play, they haven't really looked at scoring. Some excellent defending by Kasunga and McGowan in particular, really strong at the back for Dundee. And it all points to a, a fairly bleak picture in the second half for St Mirren. But uh, you never know, they're shooting down the slope and they're also shooting into their home fans who will roll them on, so they might have a wee chance. Talk to us again about Darren O'Dee Fraser He's retiring, it's his last ever game as a professional And within 20 odd minutes he gets sent off I know Martin Wilson knows him well But uh, in, in all my dealings with him as well you know, Terrific pro, great guy And I was surprised when he decided he was going to call it a day I think he might play non-league or something next year But he'd be certainly at, at the highest level He's not going to be playing as a full-time footballer And you know the ball back to him wasn't great But his touch wasn't good And then all of a sudden Danny Mullins quickly onto it he was brought down and I think the referee got the right decision but he got a standing ovation from, from the, the Dundee supporters the few that are here uh, and from a few of the St Mons supporters as well I think well deserved he's, he's, a, he's a really good career Darren but uh, what a poor end you know really disappointed for him uh, Mark Weedy at the other game I don't think you can ever take anything for granted Mark but it's looking pretty comfortable for Hamilton it, it, it can all change in an instant but it, it still needs a swing in Hamilton very much in control yeah, I mean, Hamilton have, have played well, they've had the right attitude, um, and to be fair to St Johnston, um, you know, as I say, there's nothing to play for for them, um, but, you know, they have been professional, they are digging in, and they came close to getting an equaliser, David Wallerspoon shot, cleared off the line in the 28th minute by, by Aaron McGowan, but um, Darren McKinnon in the middle of the park has been solid, driving his team on, Tony Andrews is playing the pocket very good, and I have to say, you know, a really good partnership up front, Steve Davis and um, George Oakley uh, really working well together. So, uh, yeah, you're right, Gordon, the game's not over. It can turn very, very quickly, but I'd be very surprised if it's anything other than a, a Hamilton Aki's victory and celebration for Brian Rice, the players, the board and the Hamilton Aki's fans. And Roger Hanna, you're getting all the madness. Maybe that's because there isn't much at stake and there's a bit of freedom there for players to express themselves. Yeah, that was what we said before kick-off. Sometimes when there is nothing at stake, that's when you get the best games. It has been end-to-end here. Uh, Livingston should have scored, not just a penalty that Ryan Hardy had saved from Mark Gillespie, but Gillespie's made a couple of decent saves as well. Motherwell could easily have had more. James Scott's gone close on a couple of occasions. Turnbull, of course, missed the penalty, which would have given him his hat-trick. So it's no exaggeration to say we could be sitting here at 5-3 rather than 3-0. We are at Motherwell at the break. And listen, a long wait continue in the second half because it's been very entertaining fair for the supporters here in the last day of the season he is under contract but there is a real real possibility that this is goodbye to David Turnbull from the Motherwell fans because there is absolutely no question that he's going to have a long list of admirers who will at least ask the question in the summer yeah and 15 goals as you said earlier on from this central midfield berth he now looks as if he believes he's the real deal he's got a little bit almost of a strut about him now he's playing with a straight back his head's up he's looking all around him he is running this game take his goals out of it he's absolutely running the game he's creating chances for Adeyibi he's creating chances for Scott he's head and shoulders Gordon above anyone else on this football pitch and 
listen, Muller will, will lose on one day, whether it's this summer, whether it's next January, whether it's next summer. But as Alan Burrows said, he will bring an awful lot of money into this football club when he goes. Uh, let's go back and, and speak to Fraser again. Fraser, you mentioned the already what you consider a strange tactical change for for Oren Kearney. What, what can he say to the players in there? I mean, surely the reality of the situation is staring them right in the face. I'm sure they're all too aware of, of what needs to be done. It's one of these times where the first goal is, is absolutely vital for for someone. If they get one, then you just don't know how Dundee are going to react, you know, because they're not getting to play for. And also, their tails will be lifted as players, the supporters' tails will be lifted as well. And that news gets back to Hamilton Ackies because remember, you know, they've, they've got to they've got to sort of uh, get a better result. Sorry, uh, same result as Simnum. So I think that pressure maybe goes on to there. So if they get one, I think they can go on and get get, get another one. But they just don't look like getting that first goal. There's been a kind of lethargy, a nervousness about them. Um, they just don't seem to have that sharpness as well but it can all change and that's what I think O'Keefe will be saying is you're, you're against 10 men you're shooting into your supporters you're down the slope get one and the whole thing changes and I think we might see a swing or two in the second half yeah because this is where you, you, you can't pay attention to what's going on elsewhere especially if you are St Mirren Fraser because as it's even if St Mirren win this game today it's not enough they're, they're going to they're going to be in the playoffs because Hamilton are doing their part but that's not the point you have to just take care of your business Exactly. I mean, I don't think uh, it's going to affect uh, the tactics. The result of Hamilton probably won't affect the tactics of, of Warren Kearney, unless, of course, you know they do have a better result at the time, you know, than, than Hamilton. I can see their head and Hamilton are drawing something like that. But I think he'll be staying away from that result and just saying to his players, just win this game. We can't affect the result at Hamilton. All they can do, the Simon players, is try and win this game. And it'll be interesting to see whether there is one or two changes in the second half. He's got Cody Cook, he's got Duncan's Naz on as well as kind of attacking options. He might choose to bring on one or other or both of, of those two players early in the second half. But it's, it's not been great so far for Simon. Dundee deserve to be ahead. They're trying their best with the music there. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's for Dundee. Uh, so Byron have to worry because... Mark posed the question at the start of the programme Would St Mirren Or indeed Hamilton Ackies Beat Dundee United uh, And it's going to be a tremendous Playoff final Whichever team is there to face Robbie Nielsen's side The one thing about Dundee is I, I think they've taken a real grip of the game now They're, they're making their man extra Count But Fraser is right the, the disappointing thing for Oren Kearney Is the lack of clear cut chances They're getting in around the box but struggling to carve out anything I wonder if just shooting into their own fans May just bring out something That wee bit extra That they need in this setting half. But St Mirren loads of the ball They just need to make that count in some way I can see St Mirren scoring a goal And right away that puts pressure on Hamilton So looking forward to an entertaining and exciting setting Well Fraser it looks like we are getting another change for St Mirren yeah, as I suggested, they might bring on uh, Cody Cook or, or Duckins Nazon, but Cody Cook is coming on for Matteo Music. They go into a, a 3-5-2 formation when Dundee went down to 10 men. They're now going for almost a 4-2-4 formation. McAllister wide on one side, McGuinness wide on the other. Mullen and Cook, who did well against Hamilton Ackies, through the middle, just two in the midfield, Flynn and, and McGinn. He's doing the right thing, Oren Kearney. There's no point in sitting back here. They have to put the pressure on Dundee early in the second half. As Mark Wilson says, get that first goal and everything changes both here and at Hamilton. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The second halves are getting underway. It's Dundee 1, St Mirren 0. And it's Hamilton 1, St Johnston 0. That's a result which, if it stays the same... 
We'll see St Mirren in the playoffs And Hamilton yet again Maintaining their survival In the Premiership In the other so-called meaningless game It's an absolute cracker Motherwell are 3-0 up at home to Livingston Both teams have missed penalties as well So keep an eye on that one as the afternoon progresses Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Dale are in the studio We are here until 3 o'clock this afternoon So we've decided to open the phone lines early And let you have your say before we go home 01419511025 Let's hear from you what is on your mind We are at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Earlier on, somehow we got on to talking about dogs Because Hugh Keevans referred to Hamilton Ackies as the mongrel dog of the Premiership um, Mark Wilson then suggested we ask Which other teams would marry up with which mm-hmm. other dogs And I like this one from Ben Kavanagh who's tweeted in He says Kilmarnock were the rescue dog Rescued by Steve Clark Abandoned on the A77 <laughs> A dog is for life not just for Christmas <laughs> That's a good one And did you notice I stayed out of the conversation? Yes, yes. I, I hoped you would To be honest I really did I, I hoped you would yeah. Well here's a, a, an early indication St Mirren Corner kick In front of the 2,000 odd St Mirren supporters Who are there uh, An early chance To put pressure on Dundee And to fill their own supporters With hope I'll tell you Hugh uh, Oh that looked A penalty kick to me a Handball shout oh. And then it's fires oh. wide um, The players aren't Protesting too much Some of them are Ryan Flynn's having a word um, in fact, yes, they, they, they all are now. Let's take a look at it again. So the corner kick comes in. Yeah. Does that strike him on the chest or the arm? That would be the question. It's a very strange attempt to get the ball anyway. Well, I think it just rolls down his full body from. He's in two minds where he'd head that away, but comes too low, hits his chest, rolls all the way down. You can see, no. no, no penalty, no, but I you agree. can see why people were claiming that looked awkward, but mm. nah, didn't hit his hand. Marco, Marco say, and this sounds. Quite strange here. You go to grounds and you prefer kicking into a certain goal. Yeah. I.e., I think Dens Park is a brilliant pitch to play on. Uh-huh. And I used to love the fact in the second half, if you were kicking down the way St. Murmur King, for someone, down I don't the slope. know. Well, it's not the greatest slope, but it was good in the fact that you, for me, you didn't have to run back up it unless I scored a few. Um, but you're <laughs> kicking into your own supporters. Yeah. There's just so I don't know what. Like, no, you, I, 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 I love. I, I was at Tannadice for years across the road. It was the same, same we, slope. It's, well, funnily of course, enough. funny enough. But first half, we used to always make sure we kicked up the hill. And second half, it made such a difference. Kicking into the fans, going down the slope, we played better. I don't know. Game seemed easier. I don't know if it's psychological, but uh, it does is right for once. Uh, Let's get the second half teaser up and running Hugh Keevans, are you ready? I am The second half teaser With Inside Sport in the Scottish Sun The best news, features and columnists Every Sunday Despite only playing in Scotland for half a season I was in the starting 11 for the winning side In a League Cup final I started and finished my career in France, the country of my birth, and I also played in Spain and England. Who am I? That is tough. Give us that again. Despite only playing in Scotland for half a season, I was in the starting 11 for the winning side in a League Cup final. I started and finished my career in France, the country of my birth, and also played in Spain and England. Who am I? He's been cruel to you as the season draws to an end. There's not a lot of detail there. If Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal get this, I will be astonished. Mm. If we get this, we will be cheating. 
Well, uh, they've, got a do- they've got a dog's chance. <laughs> Remember, you can stay in touch not only on Twitter this afternoon. We've opened the phone lines early because we're off at three. So it's 01419511025 if you want to get in touch and look ahead to tomorrow's games. Oh, and St Mirren, is it over the line? That's a free kick. A free kick has yeah. been given. Drama at Dens. The cross came in. The header was good. The keeper made a mess of it and it looked like it had crept over the line. It's offside. But the offside oh, flag was from the up. linesman. Yeah. Yeah, but better from St Mirren. Good ball in the box. Just doesn't time the run. Could get the back post. Was it even over the line no, in the end? I don't know. Don't Scott think so. Yeah, but a good header. But you see the difference shooting into your own fans. You know, St Mirren with all the ball round about the Dundee penalty area. You just think something. Will give I mean we're only Five minutes into the second half but Roger Hanna has got that teaser already Like he's just Encyclopedia I mean there's not even There's not even any right. real detail In the question Yeah Unbelievable mm. anyway. Wealth of knowledge uh, I can't believe We've been underway for two minutes And no goals at Fir Park yet It's been <laughs> one of those afternoons But uh, Maybe a A more tranquil Calm second 45 For mm. Roger Hanna He's too busy getting the teasers Yeah Just looking at The done. Dundee uh, manager there McPake, but I think Kenny Miller just touched the ball out the park there would he be one that would throw his name into the ring you would th- you would think he'd be interested in that job Kenny Miller yeah oh yeah for sure yeah. I mean it was I thought it was a strange choice going for Kenny Miller to come to the club um, and Alex always says we're waiting there he thought it was a strange one as well but Kenny must look at that now and say this is a, a marvellous opportunity to throw my name in here to a team who's potentially gone down to oh, oh, and we've got an equaliser for St Mirren Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flash and it's the halftime substitute Cody Cook it's Dundee One St Mirren One a great cross from the right hand side a good header the goalie got a strong hand but only strong enough to push it into the roof of the net and St Mirren are level it's a step in the right direction but they still need a lot to happen they need Hamilton Ackies to be pegged back somehow and they need to perhaps go on and get that winner as well but was, nevertheless encouraging it was a well worked goal you've got to say great play down the right hand side terrific ball just stands it up and lets them go and attack it and it's a great header by Cook and uh, made the substitution at half time Fraser Wisher was right he's got to go for it get guys up there go attacking you're into your own supporters but he'd have probably said to them just before now give us something Give us something the next 10-15 minutes And all of a sudden The atmosphere at Dens has changed And Hamilton will be hearing that Coming through now A lot of pressure on This isn't finished yet Football's funny Hugh Because the St Mirren fans are going Berserk behind the goal They're jumping up and down They're singing They've got their shirts off They're absolutely loving it But they're still very much down Or still very much in the playoffs at the moment Because Hamilton are winning All supporters of all clubs like to believe that anything is possible and we've seen enough last minute dramas in our time uh, to know that anything is possible so they're quite right to be like that my only feeling is I hear nothing about St Johnston you know, I hear nothing of chances or you know I, I just Hugh, wonder it takes just a free kick a corner kick yeah, yeah, yeah. just one shot from out the box you could be out the game for so long and that one chance comes in plus the fact that Hamilton will know exactly what's happening, Gordon. And all of a sudden, the nerves start to creep in a little bit. We've got drama. We've got end-of-the-season drama. Fraser pointing out that was Cody Cook's first goal, first league goal for St right? Mirren. Yeah. What an important one it could turn out to be. Great time to get it on. They've worked us quickly here. Yeah, St Mirren into the box again, but it's going to be easily dealt with 
by Dundee I'll tell you what Hugh There's already answers flooding in for your teaser So yeah. we'll get some wrong ones With the question again please Yes Despite only playing in Scotland for half a season I was in the starting 11 for the winning side In the League Cup final I started and finished my career in France The country of my birth And also played in Spain and England Who am I? Jamie Christopher Sweeney Andrew Cowie Andy They're all going for Jean Alain Boomsong No <laughs> I'd, I'd gone deal to that list as well <laughs> Tell me Is it right? No No, no fucking uh, Alan Lappin has gone uh, for Olivier Bernard No Stephen uh, Ray has gone for Ilhaj Diouf Me no Gary Dock has gone for that man that Mark Wilson sees in his nightmares Daniel Kuzan Malarusmo oh, He was no. my next one <laughs> Not my favourite guy him <laughs> you missed my You laughed over my French pronunciation there. Well, Give us that again Malarusmo No do you, do you know the worst thing's ever happened? He thinks he's on tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> He's doing, practicing doing impressions Yes <laughs> Impressions and accents Thanks. That's all he's oh. got And it's a thunderous oh. effort that From the captain Stephen McGinn He's been in on the show a few weeks In succession He caught it well And it looked like it maybe would just nestle in the corner But it flies wide in the end Oh, what an effort But St Mirren really Cranked up the pressure here Really, really going for it Fraser was right Had to change it And he's got a response From his team to go We're seeing the goal again Fantastically What goal there McGinn Stand that to the back post What a cross that is I think the goalkeeper Could perhaps have done A wee bit yes. better But Cook there To nod it in And they've got a fighting chance It's died down a little bit On the Dog chat Which clubs <laughs> are which dogs But the Ghana bonnet says that Gordon DL oh Is no. the mongrel dog of Super Scoreboard <laughs> Because various wives have returned him to the kennel <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't disagree with that In fact I, I, You've just shown me a photograph there that come in I, I don't know how I was married three times I'm, <laughs> I look like Shrek <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Alison Conroy is off today But she sent in an old picture That she found of Gordon DL in his, his Wraith Rovers strip I thought you looked handsome Oh no, I'm getting no. better looking as I'm getting older, but that was wow. horrendous. That says something. Uh, remember, got, you got <laughs> I see you've stopped using the just for men as well. <laughs> or is that just a different colour of just for men you're using? The, the hairdresser gave me a wee rinse this morning. Remember, the phone lines are open all oh. afternoon. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's take one from Laurie and Denison. Hi, Laurie. Hey, panel. Good afternoon. Hello. Hi. Uh, I did get a chuckle uh, Hugh's analogy About <laughs> mongrels And Hamilton Aggies uh, But I suppose Whether they've got papers or no uh, They're great survivors And all they'll be concerned about Is retaining their top flight status uh, Today you know But to be honest with you I, I can understand where Hugh's coming Fay uh, They hurt me Hamilton Aggies But They're not really a fashionable club uh, I dislike The idea that teams In the top flight can play in synthetic surfaces. To me, football should be played in grass. But that aside, if they stay up, they're there in merit. Uh, but, you know, looking forward to the, the, the fixture list at the start of any season, knowing that, that my season ticket gives me two home games against Hamilton Yankees, to be perfectly candid, we hardly leaves me drooling in anticipation, you know. But good luck to them if they do manage to, to survive. <clears throat> anyway, guys, the main point I wanted to make uh, was uh, in, in recent seasons, uh, there's a lot of new jargon has crept into uh, football terminology, VAR, uh, retrospective punishment, compliance officers, uh, decisions upheld or rescinded. 
The only one I think is incontrovertible is goal line technology. That tells you clearly if it's yay or nay. I'll tell you what, Laurie, I can tell you're on to a good point, so keep it to yourself for a second longer till we tell you about this. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flash. Hamilton 2 St Johnston nil, And it looks like the Ackies could be home and hosed It's Steve Davis The Hamilton Ackies one uh, That has scored for Hamilton Do they go 2-0 in front As St Mirren score again as well Clyde 1 Super scoreboard Goal flash What an incredible afternoon These games just keep mirroring each other with the goals Cody Cook's got his second So St Mirren are now in front They've got 3 points They're doing their bit Here's the problem Hamilton are winning And as it stands Hamilton stay up St Mirren go in to the playoffs Bro, ask yourself a question Do St Johnson have two goals in them Never mind three And the answer is probably not a chance So at this early stage I would call it as Hamilton survive St Mirren go into the playoffs And the thing is Just before we get back to Laurie There's a running joke on the show How Mark Wilson's played with every player That ever comes mm. up Surely you've not played with Hamilton Aki's striker Steve Davis <laughs> I certainly have done Gordon Have you? You know what? Yes I did Where about? Bristol City Yeah When he come up here I, I, Listen I remember in the office When he signed I said This guy might score goals He's a bit he overweight hasn't, He hasn't until well, today he, he, really. scored, he scored an important one today So there you go He might score great. goals One <laughs> I knew we'd get one <laughs> Chief Chief's coming back Anyway Laurie You were saying you prefer The only sort of Technology that you like Is the goal line uh, one Gordon Is goal line technology I mean That is uh, You know Pretty definitive uh, Everything else the, the, the panels That sit meet VAR They've got to stop the games And the referee goes out To look at the screen uh, Everything else to me Is still subjective uh, and open to, to debate and controversy. Uh, sometimes, uh, I know there's a hell of a lot at stake, but sometimes I'm a bit of a traditionalist, uh, and I just wish we would go back to uh, the referee's decision as final. I, I realise that that's unlikely to happen because there are too many financial pressures uh, now for it to, to, to revert to that. But uh, yeah, another thing I think about often is who would want to be a referee Virtually every night in this programme, you'll get people that will phone up uh, expressing indignation or outrage at refereeing decisions or appealed uh, decisions. Now, there's never any objectivity coming for the people. And uh, listen, none of that surprises me because it's human nature. The people, uh, and incidentally, they're entitled to their opinion as much as I am. But uh, these people that phone up, uh, you know, Philadelphia lawyers, uh, and they're indignant if decisions go against them. But uh, there's, there's never any objectivity with them. Uh, they're extremely unhappy because the decision will always go against their team. So I take their, their outcries with, with a proverbial pinch of salt. Laurie, but at the same time, I get it and understand it. Laurie, if we put some of that down to a generation gap, can I use that as the bridge to take you to the, the Neil Lennon debate Earlier in the week when Neil said that uh, the younger element among the Celtic support, and I know that you're a long-standing Celtic supporter, the younger element don't know they're born. Well, that is true, uh, Hugh, absolutely. I mean, uh, they think that uh, uh, success and Celtic are, are synonymous. Uh, there's another, another thing I was going to say before I signed off was 
that there seems to be a dangerous air of complacency. I hear everybody talking about the treble, treble. Uh, obviously, I relish the prospect of that. But as a dangerous foregone conclusion, I think that everybody uh, expects Hearts to turn up and assume the role of sacrificial lambs on the day. Yeah, and the problem for Celtic, as you well know, the same players who have been fantastically consistent, who have created history with, first of all, a double treble, uh, and now having gone for trophies seven and eight and won them, those players, Laurie, are running on mm. empty. And that's the biggest problem that Celtic face at Hamden on the 25th that's, of May. This is why I think tomorrow's game's important. I, I think I looked meaningless, you know, just a celebration last week. But after the performance, not just losing at Ibrox, but the performance, I think it gives greater importance to tomorrow's performance and setting them up for a proper performance against Hearts next week in the cup final Thank you to Laurie and Dennis and let's hear from the managers ahead of tomorrow then it seems like a good time to preview some of tomorrow's action It's always a very special occasion it's always a great atmosphere the game sometimes gets in the way but ultimately it's all about you know Scott going up and picking up that trophy with a, a podium full of players who deservedly are the champions so I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to that moment more than anything else the league's a priority we've done it now eight years in a row which is very special in, in the modern day it's a very difficult thing to do and uh, we look forward to the cup final and going into the next season trying to defend for a ninth there. We'll be a younger squad probably, or younger squad definitely. Um, how many of the young the youngsters start we'll have to sort of wait and see. But um, I'm inclined to give some of them some experience and some game time uh, and at the same time uh, you know, have a look at a couple of things shape-wise. It's a funny situation to be in, you know, just exactly the best way to, to deal with it. And a number of scenarios are obviously going through my head. But, you know, obviously my, my main focus has to be making sure we've got all of our best players uh, available for the for the final. Well, it sounds like uh, Craig Levine showing his hand there. He really doesn't care about the outcome of tomorrow's match, least of his concerns. Everything is about a piece of history for Hearts. And let's be honest, the Hearts supporters... Don't particularly like the way their team plays football St Johnston uh, have got more points than Hearts And they're 7th in the table And Hearts are 6th Slightly embarrassing uh, So it's all about Hamden for Craig Levine It would change everything Where the supporters' perception of Craig Levine is concerned If he could win the cup So he doesn't care about tomorrow And the conundrum for Neil Lennon Is what to do Who to rest because they are running on empty. The problem for Celtic is the strength and depth is not there. I don't. Th- I don't think empty will come into it next week, uh, Hugh. And the reason being, I know what you're saying. It's been a long season. We've we've already touched on McGregor, how many games he's had, and some of the Celtic players. But when you walk out next week at Hamden, and you've got the chance for that treble, treble, uh-huh. that tiredness will not even come into your mind I think Hearts could take an absolute battle tomorrow, yeah. I really do because Mark was saying there Celtic will want again after getting beat with Rangers easily, let's say, poor, poor performance Neil Lennon will probably have sat down and says, we have to get into this with a confidence booster so Hearts playing all these young kids because they're putting all their eggs in their one basket and I totally understand Craig Levine doing that I think that Celtic, if they get an early goal tomorrow, could batter Hearts. And how does that battering, if one comes along, how does that impact on Hearts seven days before the Cup Well, I, th- I think Craig Levine will look in the fact of saying, well, I put my kids out, 
uh, I'm bringing a lot of experience back It's a one-off game It's at Hamden, it's a cup final So I think he'll dress it up that way um, But I just think that To go and say you're giving your kids A bit of experience at Celtic Park tomorrow When they're lifting the trophy uh, At Celtic Park Celtic Park is difficult enough to go anytime Never mind on the day Especially after they've just lost Badly to Rangers at Ibrox if they lose an early goal, I think it could be a long afternoon for the kids. Was Trophy Day always special, Mark? Did it bring a, a different level of atmosphere, of expectation? Of course, I think Aberdeen, they won on mm. Trophy Day at Celtic Park last season, didn't they? Mm, yeah. See, if I'm totally honest, Gordon, it's a wee bit of a, a, a damp squib. Trophy Day, um, remember playing in a, a couple that weren't really memorable. Remember, I think it was my, f- was it my first one, played against Hibs. Built up to be a celebration Ended up drawing the game 0-0 Atmosphere was quite down In the game for some reason um, So uh, they can be strange occasions to play in You know everyone's there To see the trophy being lifted Other than the game Nobody really cares about result It's, it's done and dusted Unless it's down to the last day I was involved in a few of those That went down to the last day That's different But when it's been wrapped up Can be a bit flat But Celtic I feel need a performance now I think they'll make changes I don't think they'll play their strongest 11 but whoever plays they need to perform to a high level they need to take a few off hearts just to get mm. confidence maybe not for the player but around the club back up to what it was before OK Hamilton Ackies are 2-0 up at home to St Johnston Dundee 1 St Mirren 2 so both of the teams in the relegation fight I've got 3 points on the board as it stands and that favours Hamilton they went into today's action a point ahead as things stand they'll stay up and St Mirren will take on Dundee United in the playoffs can you see that changing? No not at all I, I think obviously uh, St Johnson have been a disappointment to themselves and to Tommy Wright their manager uh, and well done to the Mongrel Dogs uh, for once again exhibiting uh, that Instinct for survival So the Aki's are Going to stay up And St Mirren will have to play Dundee United Yeah I must say Well done to both sets of players St Mirren and Hamilton You know Doing their job And under pressure Because these guys on the park Went out the second half They don't know What's happened um, At Hamilton with, with two goals And vice versa as well Hamilton Fully concentrated And doing their job And they've got across the line So Well done to both sets of players But it should be an entertaining Playoff uh, against Dundee United whoever's in there but certainly looking like St Man. It's calmed down a bit at Fir Park the first half in case you're just joining us went like this Motherwell took a 3-0 lead in terms of the scoreboard but that didn't tell the full story David Turnbull got two of them he missed a penalty and only that only two minutes after uh, Livingston missed one of their own so it really was all happening but at the break it was 3-0 and it is still 3-0 to Motherwell Remind us of your second half teaser Hugh Yes, despite only playing in Scotland for half a season I was in the starting 11 for the winning side in a League Cup final I started and finished my career in France The country of my birth And I also played in Spain and England Who am I? Brenda and Johnny McGarry have both gone for Gregory Vignal And so is Graham as well actually No mm. It's not Gregory Vignal What else have we got? What else have we got? Um, tell you what, there's some some good answers coming in. Uh, I like it. I like your I like your attempts on this. Andy and various others are going for Stefan Givars. No. <laughs> <laughs> loves that. Absolutely loves it. Uh, okay, read the question once more, and we'll give them a final chance to get it right. 
Despite only playing in Scotland for half a season, I was in the starting 11 for the winning side in a League Cup final. I started and finished my career in France, the country of my birth, and also played in Spain and England. Who am I? Get the answers in at Clyde SSB. Um, there was another tweet from Ben back to the dog discussion uh, saying that Mark Wilson was an Irish setter with a beetroot face. It's <laughs> calmed down a little bit. It has calmed down. Did you. Did you bathe the natural yoghurt last night? I told you, turn brown It's not what it's not, it's turn not brown, it's just turned back to white No, the blisters have just burst <laughs> You get what I mean Yep, I turn red for an instant But then it fades away <laughs> Yeah, I was exceptionally red on Thursday yeah. It didn't help yesterday playing golf either When that sun came out Forgot the factor 50 oh, no Hugh, you missed him on Thursday night He came in here, uh, he'd been out on the golf course he, Factor 50, sun cream on And a cap and yeah. had still managed to get burned beyond belief. Mm. That sun cream must have been out of date. Thank you, because that certainly didn't work that day. What was it you were advertising for last night? A bucket hat a bucket for hat, the summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Can you, can you imagine him? Hugh Keevans in a bucket hat a this bucket summer. Hat, yeah. 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 I, I, I a little handkerchief. A, see myself as a kind of Liam Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Hughes came out with some, some, some popular, uh, popular rock references this year. Yep. You'll have a few tweets there, Hugh, from Le- few Gallagher Oasis fans. He had a bucket hat, didn't he? Yeah, Liam. I think in 94, 95 either. Yeah. Yeah, you could bring it back. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Yeah, I intend to. And we'll be there with the camera to get <laughs> it on the Super Scoreboard Twitter. Dundee are on the attack. It's a ball into the box, headed away. Uh, remember, this game is going the way of St Mirren at the moment, but unless St Johnson find two goals at Hamilton, it's not going to be enough. For St Mirren St Mirren have been brilliant In the second half You know some of their play Excellent um, Especially for their wide men uh, I know Dundee Down to 10 men Nothing to play for But still the quality Of some of the stuff They're doing St Mirren Top class So even if they do go into the Into the playoffs Which is looking likely I suppose they take some confidence From their recent run of uh, Results at the back <laughs> Yeah but so will Dundee United Tell a lot of yeah, confidence yeah. I, was, I was at the game When Dundee United Played them in the cup And I've got to say Dundee United look miles in front of them St Mirren are better now aren't they? Yes that's yeah. what I was going to say yeah. Gordon St Mirren have come into a little bit for them They do look better They look, do look a bit more organised But Dundee United have got some good experienced players there That can handle it And uh, it's going to be a real interesting playoff yeah. But there's still still hope There's always hope in football Yes can you see St Johnson scoring those two goals? Without Hamilton replying, probably not. Well, with but regard, there's always hope. With regard to St Johnston scoring goals, they have scored 38 league goals. I've just looked at the league table. So in 38 games, they've averaged one per game. So even if they get their average one, it alters nothing. I like the answer that's come in on the teaser from Lee Mackay. He says Joey Barton. Because remember, Joey thought he was a Frenchman oh, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had the same accent as Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, oh, Hugh. Hughes was much better. Yeah. Malheureusement. <laughs> what is that he's saying now? Yeah, what does that mean? That means unfortunately. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kasunga has hobbled off. He's clutching his hamstring. Uh, we'll wait to see if he comes back on for Dundee. <laughs> Dundee won St Mirren 2 at the moment. Daz is just saying that he's also got a hamstring injury. That was for the, the, the fives at Thursday. Can I just clear something up? 
Gordon Diel was not at any stage playing fives. He keeps well, calling threes. it this. We'll call it the threes. What happened was we were doing a bit of filming for something which you will see next week, and it was on a five-a-side pitch. It was the three of us: me, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel. We had to just jog around, kick the ball. You, you'll find out next week. But Gordon has since been telling everyone that he's got a sore hamstring from playing fives. <laughs> It's not five just because you're on the pitch. That's well, not the way it works. Oh no. Oh, and oh, an equaliser no. for Dundee Dens. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard. Goal Flash. And it's Scott Wright, the on loan Aberdeen winger. He races forward, catches St. Mirren on the counter. A lovely low right footed finish into the far corner. And that is probably mm. that for St. Mirren. Yeah, well, over over to Mark Wilson, who just came out with a great Sayings about how brilliant St Myrna have been. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It's a brilliant, it's uh, a brilliant counter attack yeah, from Dundee. It's a good finish. Uh, listen, you can't argue St Myrna have been brilliant, but Dundee, you know, like had them ball. to counter. What a crossfield pass! That his first touch is brilliant. What a finish there from the substitute. But you know, it looks like done and mm. dusted now for St Myrna. And by the way, you're forgetting that Dundee are down to nine men because Kasunga has gone off, and they're already down to ten men thanks to Darren the day's red card. Mm. So. Looking at the goalkeeper there, Gordon. No, I'm giving I'm giving credit to two things, Gordon. One, the ball, mm-hmm. the crossfield ball. I thought it was terrific. It was like Mars ball to me in the fives, and the, fives. the touch and the finish. I yeah, okay. A goalkeeping coach may say he's goalkeeper. I think I you think could he's have too far over covered that. Do you giving him too too much time for? I because by I, the way, Scott Wright's touch isn't great. It but takes him a little bit wide I, I think just, so I always go and I think that's a good touch yeah, From a crossfield ball oh, At that yeah. pace Takes it away from the defender I Gordon. Very good touch That's the sort of a, That's the sort of a touch I would have taken <laughs> And It was a terrific finish Yes you can say The goalkeeper maybe Showed him a lot to aim for But you've still got to put it there That was a good finish I'd, g- no I'd give it all to the striker You've now got to just Be realistic and say that St Mirren are in the playoff final against Dundee United there's no way that this is going to change uh, Hamiltakis have done their work properly and got their win uh, and now it's all about assessing can St Mirren over two legs beat Dundee United Mark Wilson in forgetting his own career shock token jesters tweeted and I think Mark Wilson's a little mixed up uh-huh. what just generally what, or, <laughs> what was I saying Celtic now? never drew nil nil with Hibs on trophy day <laughs> Make up as he goes along. I've got another goal at Dens Park. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flash. Cody Cook has come off the bench at half time and scored a hat trick for St Mirren. I'm right. Yes, yes. I haven't yes. missed anything out for. Yep, Cody Cook a hat trick for St Mirren. They now lead three two against nine man Dundee. So again, St Mirren are back in front, but they need something to happen because Hamilton also lead. The second time the goalkeeper's not covered himself in glory, really. Jack Hamilton, who had a magnificent save in the first half, but uh, he's looked a bit iffy. Oh, yeah. oh, no, I've got, I've got, to, be for I've got to say, Hugh, I think he's found a pair of gloves in the dressing room <laughs> and thought he was a goalkeeper. Oh, he's, oh, That's he's horrific. had a show, yeah. But well done, St. Murray. Like I said, playing uh, terrifically playing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that Mark Wilson. Going back to that. <laughs> Mark Wilson's nil-nil. a little mixed up. Celtic yeah. never drew 0 0 with Hibs <laughs> on Trophy Day. We, he- we beat Hibs 2 0. On Trophy Day In 07-08 The following season Was 0-0 With Hearts On Trophy Day And that was preceded By a 0-0 At Easter Road No wonder about a damn squib <laughs> you were, you listen, were I, I'm getting mixed up then I thought The 2006-2007 season That was 0-0 At Hibs at home But uh, Tone Jester could 
could be right, but it usually <laughs> is. You were playing in them. Oh, okay. So 0607. What what was that? Who did I say that was against? 0607. I don't think that came into the equation yet. Ah well, was listen. It? I'll ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Get back to his talking jester. Uh, I know who. I'd could, be, I know who right. I'd be backing. Token. <laughs> the jester. <laughs> All your money on the jester <laughs> for this one. It's the jester versus the mushroom. Uh, uh, well, well, it was a long time ago. <laughs> that many trophy days back. Back then, I, for, I tend to forget. Oh six, the oh six oh seven season. Yeah, the oh six oh seven season. I don't know when the trophy was given out, but towards the end of the season. No, you, Sib's not in there. The last home game was a 2 1 win against Aberdeen, and the one before that was a 3 1 defeat at home to Hearts. Mm. So you probably got it against Aberdeen on the last home game, a 2 1 win. Are you sure you were at Celtic? Yeah. Ah. I told you, that's how I couldn't remember his oh, career. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling I, I can't now. can't remember his own. I've got a goal. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard, Goal Flash. It's for Livingston, so they pull one back. Motherwell three, Livingston one. Motherwell had that comfortable lead thanks to two Davy Turnbull goals and one from Liam Donnelly. Um, but Scott Tiffany has pulled one back for Livy. Good old game Rogers got there. Oh, fantastic. Um, but it's two sides, nothing to play for. Motherwell thrown in a couple of young players. Uh, Livingston, they've had a terrific season, you've got to say. And uh, you're always guaranteed... You were going to get plenty of action, plenty of goals there. Uh, especially the last game of the season, fans turning up just to thank both sets of players for a terrific season. You've got to say it has been. It's and it's been a th- great finish for Motherwell. Not bad. Three games, last day of the season, tension, etc, etc. Three games, 11 goals. Oh, hold on. More than 12. that. Clyde 1, Super Scoreboard. Goal flash. Motherwell 3, Livingston 2, and it's Scott Tiffany again. We're falling apart. What a game Roger is watching there, so... Whoever thought Livingston were on their holidays They've come back Three games, 12 goals Even better And now it's Turnbull versus Tiffany for the hat-trick oh. I would fancy Turnbull Would you? Uh, He's yeah, already I'll missed f- a penalty though Is yeah, that the chance? Yeah, I'll just finish it off Because nah, Livingston are obviously They're throwing everybody forward Trying to get back in the game It's obviously working I think Mother will hit them the counter And Turnbull will slot one in To finish it off I'm just checking results here Sorry <laughs> He's, he's changed his career <laughs> um, uh, Okay let's go back on the phones We'll preview Rangers game Against Kilmarnock tomorrow In just a short while Let's take a call from Frank and Gara Hill Because remember Phone lines are open All afternoon Because we finish at 3 1025 Frank what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Hugh Haven's uh, pronunciation <laughs> the French pronunciation uh, he's got it quite wrong I'm afraid Malarousement give us that again give us it again it's not Malarousement it's Malarousement right and are you, a, are you a fluent French speaker Frank? oui not fluent but I've studied it for five years Hugh you need to have a word for yourself well <laughs> I, I don't know quite how to approach myself over this matter Work yeah. on it with Frank Frank, you tell Hugh how to say it properly And then we'll see if he can repeat after you Like in all language classes It's just like It's it's simply Malarismo 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 Oh well I, but I've, You know, I'm from Partick You know, <laughs> in Partick That's the way they say it Give it a go well, Hugh I, I lived in Govan <laughs> Oh, my grandfather came from Govan oh, So it's Govan French versus Partick mm. French He was yeah. my next door neighbour, by the way Who was? 
My grandfather. Peter Keevans was my, was my next door neighbour. You're kidding me on. No, I'm not. The Elder Park Street. Indeed. Well, uh, Govan Road, when I visit him. Well, <laughs> he was in. <laughs> He was 95 in the park. He street. kept moving. <laughs> Frank, here's you coming. Frank door. has just come on and shattered Hugh's <laughs> dreams. He, not only has he told him he doesn't know how to pronounce French words, no, he doesn't even know his, his grandpa's no, no. address. No, no, no. Other, other family members lived in Elder Park Street, but when I visited my grandfather and grandmother, they lived in uh, the Govan Road. Well, there we go, Frank. Mm. Hugh Keevans can come round and visit. They're related to the McGoverns. That's correct, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm spot on, is that right? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's the only programme you got a family <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to thank you, Frank, for the meantime. I'll say goodbye and I'll get your number passed on to Hugh and you two can meet up, yeah. discuss your French and your family mm. tree as well. That was Frank in Garahill. <laughs> Give us the, fr- the proper French pronunciation. Malheureusement. There we go, that's better. Uh, Frank put you in your place, didn't he? Uh, mm, were you uh, visiting your grandparents and getting into the wrong house? They, Somebody they, was looking at you going, who's no, this guy? <laughs> they, they spoke, they, they came from... Ireland and they spoke in the Irish oh don't please give us an Irish one go on go on, go on. No, I, I, <laughs> no, I think we've had enough mm. <laughs> the, the, when they started in the Irish you knew you were bang in trouble so you, time to run for the Govan Ferry mm. well, the, the, the plot's thickening because Glasgow Crisp says you drew 1-1 one, one with Hibs on oh, the yes, yes, yes. Just yes. I've just googled it I've <laughs> equalised yes. in the second half so there we go so I was a 0-0 it was 1-1 one, one. it was a flat performance so you were still wrong anyway I was wrong. I was Who a draw. Scored for you? Oh, I just said it. Yeah. Well, sorry, oh, Fletcher scored the other goal, I think, for Hibs. But uh, there you go, Tolton Jester. I was right. No, I was right. You, you weren't. You see, this program. Oh, it says we got a draw in the performance. No, you no. This oh, program. No, no, one, same. same. Has same been, <laughs> it's been magnificent. We've gone from mongrel dogs to French pronunciation to my grandparents. To mushrooms dodgy <laughs> memory it's <laughs> the first time he's called me mushroom <laughs> I've waited all season for it and it comes in the last weekend See? where else would you rather be on a Saturday afternoon that is the question or, or is it le mushroom <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's look ahead to some of the other games tomorrow Kilmarnock and Rangers playing mm. Gary McAllister it was on media duty this week Rangers have never had a clean sweep you know, gonna, uh, you know after, the, after the split so that's a good incentive, you know, we're on a good run. So it'd be nice to finish in a high and give the fans something to go into the summer and just have that sort of buoyancy, you know, for, for next season. Kilmarnock have, have proven to be tough for us this season. This is our seventh game against them. We've gone to the pitch, let's not talk about the pitch. But, you know, Stephen Clark's somebody I respect. He's a good coach, good CV, and, and, he's, and it's been hard to break down Kilmarnock in games. You know, it's, they've been tough games, you know, good technically and tactically. And it's they've always been pretty close game. How many subplots do you want on the last day of the season, Hugh? Rangers going for seven in a row. More importantly for Kilmarnock, trying to clinch third. Yeah. Stevie Clark trying to say goodbye, perhaps, before he goes on and takes the Scotland job. If Stevie Clark is appointed next week, then, as a caller said earlier on in the programme, it's only right and fitting because he ticks all the boxes. He will be manager of the year tomorrow at the Scottish Football Writers Association dinner. He is PFA Scotland's Manager of the Year. It will be the second season in succession in which he's been Scotland's Manager of the Year. Who else would you go for to be the national team manager than the best manager in Scotland? So, well done to Stevie Clark. As for Rangers, they will end the season pleased with the way it's finished. 
pleased of very obvious signs of improvement one transfer window away from having a side seriously good enough to challenge Celtic for the title so there'll be a lot in it for Steven Gerrard uh, so with that and the, the trophy presentation going on at Celtic Park and young men getting a chance fantastic day tomorrow yeah I mean Rangers are going for that 7th consecutive win Gordon DL mm. but obviously the big one was the Celtic game last week might you see a couple of changes might you see Morelos in from the start Is that would that be a farewell for him yeah I think Arfield may be struggling re- uh, re- getting rested yeah maybe you, you, you prob- probably could see that Gordon but I don't think he'll go there and think right okay it's been a terrific season Gary McAllister says it there they want to finish in the high they want to make sure the supporters go away for the summer enjoying the, the football they've played and looking forward to next season and obviously Kilmarnock are desperate their players will be desperate to give their manager who they love and they will probably miss a send off uh, fitting I think down there we will get an absolute cracking afternoon yeah. of football I really do yeah it should be a, should be a good game that one Hugh because there is a football aspect to it it's not all about the subplots you know they've been very competitive games because Kilmarnock are so tough to beat yeah I mean Kilmarnock if you take away the points that Rangers have conceded to Kilmarnock uh, they could have won the league but for Kilmarnock Kilmarnock have taken so many points off them uh, they've been a real thorn in the side of Stephen Gerrard and uh, again it's part of the great job that Stevie Clark has done there and I look forward to the Stevie Clark revolution when he takes over the national team uh, because let's be honest not only have we been nowhere for 21 years in recent times we've been flat mediocre unattractive unappealing to supporters who have stopped attending matches he takes on the national team in pretty much the same state that he took on Kilmarnock at a very low ebb and in serious need of whatever brand of magic it is that Stevie Clark possesses. Does that make us a rescue dog as well? Yes, it does. Right, okay. Um, I think Tolkien has summed it up perfectly. He says, No, Mark, I was right. You were a little mixed up. It just turns out so was I. <laughs> there we go. Two mixed up men uh, yeah, talking football on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> oh, I had it as a draw. And I was a draw. No, so listen, stop digging. Stop digging, stop digging, please. Stop digging. Take some of that. You were wrong. You were wrong. Just accept it. Dundee 2, St. Mirren 3. So St. Mirren are doing their part. It looks like they're heading for three points. The problem for them and the good thing for the Ackies is that they look comfortable. Hamilton 2, St. Johnston 0. It's going to take quite a dramatic comeback from St. Johnston to deny the Ackies and keep St Mirren automatically in the division so it looks like they're heading for the playoffs it wouldn't be a comeback from St Johnston it would need to be a miracle for them to score two goals in the time left open to them I'd love to hear what Tommy Wright makes of the performance because uh, that's as flat as it gets really Uh, so they don't even finish the season having averaged a goal a game they're one off I don't think Every every manager wants to win a game. Hugh, I understand where you come from, but I think Tommy Wright will be quite happy with this season. Um, he'll know that he's went down to Hamilton, who are fighting for their lives. Always got to be a difficult game. Mm. Yeah, probably disappointed in the result, disappointed in the performance, but he'll be quite happy to get the season over with and look forward to next season. Let's do this, Hugh Keevans. The second half teaser With Inside Sport in the Scottish Sun The best news, features and columnists Every Sunday
despite only playing in Scotland for half a season, I was in the starting 11 for the winning side in a League Cup final. I started and finished my career in France, the country of my birth, and also played in Spain and England. Who am I? I am Jerome Bonicel. Give us Who's a better, better pronunciation. <laughs> Give us Who's a better that? pronunciation than that. Well, Jerome Bonicel. Can you can you explain who he is? Hi. What do you mean? I've never heard of him. Former Rangers player. Who? <laughs> you two are hopeless. Say again, you. Jerome Bonicel. I have never. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of you before well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who heard of it Loads of people who got it right He came in 2003 The League Cup final uh, Against who? Celtic No way Yep I don't know what you want me to say Like Do you think this is all a big massive stitch up? Yeah <laughs> Well it's not So well done if you got Jerome Bonnie sell And a special well done To the following three tweeters Ross Cliff You were third fastest Well done to Ross Kieran Pyatt Well done Second fastest but the winner of the second half teaser The final second half teaser of the league season Brian Lang Well done Brian At Brian1972 You're the man You've got the bragging rights Thank you to Jerome Bonicel Still nothing? No I Honestly In fact You ask me that tomorrow I bet you I don't get it <laughs> I mean granted He didn't play many times for Rangers But An elite cup final mm-hmm. What was the score in that cup final? 3-2 2 Who? Rangers And Jerome Bonnie No no 2-1 2-1 one. Two, one. <laughs> We are good today With scores aren't we <laughs> You're thinking of the you're, no, was... To be fair He's getting mixed up With the Scottish Cup final Around that time I, Hold was... on Why are you giving him The benefit of the doubt He's yeah, older uh, Because yeah, he didn't I'm play it. It. It's, not, it's not his career <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah It was Larson for Celtic Kinesia And Lovenkrantz For Rangers And Jerome Bonnie played He came off Who would have replaced him Eh uh, his wee brother <laughs> It doesn't matter I've never heard that lad in my life What Morris position? Ross So he's a full back? Yes Left or right? Left Oh right okay <laughs> No? Still no, nothing? No, right, no. Okay. Uh, Time added on At Dens The St Mirren players will Possibly Yeah they'll have a feel for it from the fans They'll know yeah. what's happening They're doing their part They're going to win the game against nine man uh, Dundee <laughs> But it's, it's not looking good for St Mirren Listen, but Hamilton Aki's well done to them they are on the road to staying in the league again without doubt you have to get the priorities right first of all congratulations oh, to the Aki's St Mirren have gone down in a blaze of glory but they get the chance to fight another and there day. we are it is full time between Dundee and St Mirren St Mirren have done their part but it doesn't look like it will be enough Fraser Wisher to full time Dundee 2 St Mirren 3 Simon did all they could They came from behind With Cody Cook scoring A remarkable second half Hattrick against Dundee Who ended up with nine men But the result in Hamilton Means that St Mirren will play Dundee United in the playoff final Dundee with a better team In the first half Over the scoring In the 14th minute Paul McGowan A lovely pass Inside left back Music Cammy Kerr run onto the ball And smashed it high past Gladke Then came a big moment in the game When Darren O'Dee Brought down Danny Mullen It was Referee Alan Muir Showed a red card For denying a goal showing opportunity I think it was a right decision But a disappointing end To a long career for O'Dee Who's retiring after this game Seen struggled in the first half Best chance Kel McAllister Cutting from the right Left foot shot An excellent save by Jack Hamilton Low down And Dundee deservedly ahead And Oren Kearney Made a substitution That changed the match Cody Cook on for left back music Changed to 4-2-4 
and the sub had immediate impact. 50th minute equaliser, lovely play down the right hand side by Paul McGinn and Kyle McAllister. Lovely cross by McGinn to the back post, just stood up and Cook headed low past Hamilton to get his hand to the ball. What a lift the team and the fans got from that goal. Stephen McGinn was inches wide for a 20 yard shot. The Saints cranked up the pressure and they were ahead in 58 minutes. Ryan Flynn made a excellent run into the box. His shot was blocked, it fell to Cook with an excellent low side foot finish low past the goalkeeper. Those two goals were the first two goals for Saints for Cody Cook. Then Hamilton made a great point blank save from Danny Mullen to keep Dundee into it. But then Dundee, out of the blue, hit back. They hadn't been in the game. They were down to nine men. Kasunga, who'd limped off injured after they'd used all their subs. And Ethan Robson put a lovely diagonal pass, lovely touch by sub Scott Wright, and a low finish past Vladke. But the goal scoring wasn't finished. Three minutes later, Saints went back in front and it proved to the winning goal. This time, again, Ryan Flynn drove into the box he was blocked and Cody Cook fired a loose ball into the net for his hatchet they, they are in the playoffs at Mirren but they must go there with real confidence win today three wins and three draws in the last six matches it's been a good end to the season for St Mirren full time at Dens Park Dundee 2 St Mirren 3 full time at Fir Park Motherwell and Livingston watched by Roger Hanna Motherwell 3 Livingston 2 an incredible match this afternoon at Fir Park Motherwell an easy street 3-0 up but he nearly blew it in the last 10 minutes as Livingston swarms all over them in the finale the goal started after 10 minutes a free kick wide in the left from David Turnbull glanced home by Liam Donnelly Donnelly Donnelly's second appearance of 2019 and his first ever goal for the Steelman James Scott he had a shot tipped over in 20 minutes by Ross Stewart but the danger wasn't cleared by Livingston Boli Ariyibi fired in the corner to the near post nice step over by Scott and fired home by David Turnbull four minutes later Turnbull found the net again his 15th of the season this time from the penalty spot after Craig Sibbald had, been take, had taken down Ariyibi not the last of the spot kick action in the first half Livingston had a penalty four minutes before the break awarded by young referee David Monroe and Ricky Lamey was taken down but wellkeeper Mark Gallagher be saved from Ryan Hardy the play reached to the other end Turnbull tripped by Livingston goalkeeper Stewart he had the chance for a hat-trick but incredibly Stewart got up to push out the young player of the year's spot kick into the second half relatively calm start to the second half saw Motherwell throw on more young homegrown players David Devine on for Charleston Dean Cornelius on for a debut for Richard Tate but it was a Livy change that really altered this game Scott Tiffany on for Ryan Hardy and then two goals in two minutes for Tiffany first after 80 minutes he bundled the ball home at the back post after a delivery from the left hadn't been cleared by the home defence and just 60 seconds later he cut in off the right flank got a ball onto his left foot and guided a low shot beyond Gillespie and into the net it was almost a four minute hat-trick he was clear again somehow Donnelly get back and dived in with a fantastic goal saving challenge to divert the ball for a corner Another time, time for another scare for Motherwell when a Dolly Menga the other Livingston substitute flashed a shot wide just three minutes from the end but Motherwell hung on for a win it's taken them through the 50 point barrier the fans just waiting for them to come back out for the traditional end of season lap of honour they'll say farewell to Carmen Q they'll say farewell to players like Connor Salmon, like Curtis Mayne, like Jake Hasty. they'll just be hoping it's not a farewell to two goal David Turnbull, Motherwell 3 Livingston 2. And the Ackies have done it against St Johnston, Mark Guidi Full time at Hamilton Ackies 2, St Johnston 0 and a professional performance and a deserved victory for Brian Rice's men to secure the Premiership safety five years in a row 
and they were always on easy street. They took the lead in the 10th minute. It came from a corner kick after the Saints keeper Xander Clark made a brilliant save to parry away and Aaron McGowan header. Tony Andrew took the corner kick. There was a scramble inside the six-yard box and there was Ziggy Gordon in his last appearance for the club before he heads to Romania to put the ball from three yards out past Xander Clark and into the net. St Johnson, even though they had nothing to play for, made a decent contest of it. David Wallerstone had a shot, cleared off the line in the 28th minute. But then it was 2-0. 57 minutes gone and it was a veteran striker Steve Davis who pounced on a mistake at the edge of the box by St Johnson defenders and he slammed home a right foot shot past Xander Clark from there on in the Hamilton Ackies knew it was celebration time also because of the score coming from Dens Park and then for a fitting farewell to Dougie Emery the veteran uh, Ackies man before he hangs up his boots uh, he came on and got a terrific reception from the Hamilton Ackies fans the players just now along with Brian Rice doing a lap of honour they were terrifically backed by the home support this afternoon knowing that they will be in the Premiership for the sixth season when it kicks off on August the 3rd well done to Hamilton Ackies they thoroughly deserve this victory thanks to goals from Ziggy Gordon and Steve Davis full time at the Hope CBD Stadium Hamilton Ackies 2 St Johnston 0 Hamilton Ackies do it again they stay in the Premiership St Mirren if they want to stay will have to beat Dundee United in the playoffs let's hear from you we're only here until 3 o'clock so get the calls in nice and early 01419511025 what did you make of today's action what are you thinking ahead of tomorrow's action and we'll hear hopefully from the managers as well all coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Full-time scores from the Premiership today In the bottom six, the two that mattered Dundee, two, St Mirren, three And Hamilton, two, St Johnston, nil That combination means Hamilton stay in the league again It'll be their sixth season in the Premiership Whereas St Mirren, if they want to join them Will have to beat Dundee United in the playoffs In the other game, Motherwell survived the late Livingston comeback to win 3-2 David Turnbull scoring two of the goals what a day it's been, Hugh Keevans. Yeah, I mean, first of all, credit to the Ackies. Uh, Brian Rice now joins a, a, a small but commendable list of Alec Neal, Martin Canning and Brian Rice himself who have kept this club, this club who exist in the face of apathy and who have a very small supporter base but have hearts the size of the country. And they keep in this division again And that's to their eternal credit For St Mirren Gone down with all guns blazing They've scored three goals in Dundee If they can repeat that feat at Tannadice They'll survive as well Yeah, listen, huge credit has to go to Hamilton Arkies Because they had a very difficult decision to make With Martin Cannon And a lot of us in this show Thought Martin should have been given more time but the fans had, had clearly turned against him. So the board had a, an important decision to make. They chose to get rid of him. And then who to bring in? Now, they went for Brian Rice, a, a man who had never been out on his own before. I thought that was a brave decision as well and probably didn't know which way that was going to go. But Brian Rice has is, is been honest and candid in his post-match and pre-match interviews. And he's got them playing uh, a certain style of football. He says he's going to integrate a lot of youth players in next season because that's where he believes. But he knew what he needed to get them over the line. And, and fair play to them today. A lot of pressure on them today. St. Johnson team playing for nothing could have been dangerous. 
But Mark Guidi says they looked like they were in no danger from the first whistle. So well done to them. Yeah, I'm delighted for Hamilton Aki's Gordon. I've got a lot of good friends over there. Uh, I know that uh, the way they go about their business and giving youth a chance and how hard they work behind the scenes. And they did they made a big decision halfway during the season to get rid of Martin Cannon, who was a loyal servant to them, and uh, brought in Brian Rice. And it's worked for them. But on the other hand, when you look at St Mirren, um, not that long ago I watched them against... Dundee United who they're going to play in the playoffs and Dundee United were far the better team and that was down in Paisley but they're playing with confidence now uh, it's been a good result for them yes you can argue the fact that Dundee went down to 10 men then 9 at one point um, but they've scored goals and they'll be looking forward to the first trip up to Tannadice and uh, I think that'll be a cracker of a game We're here for another 30 minutes and we'd love you to join us so give us a call please 0141 951 1025 Hamilton fans how do you do it? Year on year you stay in the division you must be over the moon if you are share your joy with us and St Mirren fans you look as if you were pretty happy with what happened today you've been pretty happy with what's been happening in recent weeks but ultimately, you do face the playoffs. So how do you feel going in to that one? Give us a call right now. And you can also look ahead to tomorrow's games as well. Trophy Day at Celtic Park. Will we see any of the kids getting a run out? Is it important to build yourself up to that Scottish Cup final? 0141 Let's hear from you now, Hugh. That's the fixtures confirmed. So Dundee United against St Mirren at Tannadice on Thursday. So this Thursday coming, the 23rd of May. And then the return legs St Mirren, Dundee United, the Simple Digital Arena on Sunday the 26th of May. Mark Wilson has played for Dundee United. He knows that this is a club with a proud history. This is a club capable of beating Barcelona back in the day. This is a club who uh, got to European final beyond that time. This is a club who, under Jim McLean, won the championship uh, at a time when Celtic and Rangers had... Good teams But Dundee United Won a league title Ironically At Dens Park So A Scottish Cup win Under Peter Houston In recent years This is a club Who should And need To be in the top flight Of Scottish football And they have been Denied that They've been in exile For some years now And they really need it And that's the scale Of the challenge That St Mirren face Because They will say That they are fighting For their Premiership survival But Dundee United Will think The Premiership Is where this club Should be So it's a fascinating Absorbing contest And prospect Doc makes an interesting point He says the final Should be a one leg game Maybe it should Maybe I that would add him. To the sense of I occasion so. Yeah I, I think agree so. with yeah. Neutral ground I think we would get A packed house Great excitement I just think That would be a Fitting end of the season You know when you see Down south Gordon uh, mm. You know And it's Villa And Derby Wembley Huge crowd, huge excitement, winner takes all. I would go along with that as well. I think that we in Scotland should have a one-off winner takes all final. They're going to be fantastic occasions though. I think it was 8,000 in Tannadice last night. St Mirren, the simple digital arena will be a sellout as well because it's a slightly smaller stadium. Um, it's easy for, for us to enjoy it, I suppose, because you're, you're not directly involved. It'll be nervous for those who are, but those two games will be... Incredible Because that, that's yeah. what's been brilliant About the introduction of the playoffs People say Oh You know You're, you're celebrating Staying in the division you're, you're celebrating Not being as rubbish as the rest But Hugh in, in a strange way These games Could technically mean more than, than winning a cup final Because we've seen in the past Relegation can 
destroy clubs. Yeah. That for 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 St Mirren or Dundee United, it it could be everything. Well, Dundee United went down, and everyone thought, well, they'll come back up in a winner, and that did not happen, and has not happened over successive seasons, and it's cost people jobs. And Robbie Nielsen has come in, uh, and he has done what was asked of him. Uh, if you can't win the, the the title outright like Ross County did, then at the very least you've got to be in the playoff final, and there he is. So it's two lots of tradition. St Mirren again A club with Bags of tradition And It's going to be this, Winner takes all But over two legs There's huge pressure Hugh on, on both sides Because St Mirren You know if they go down There's huge pressure Relegation you, You're looking at the jobs Around the stadium But Robbie Nielsen From Dundee United Given the job He's been back to the hilt From the Dundee United board yep. I mean January he came out And he said that his team Weren't good enough And he was going to move players on And he did move players on And he basically brought in A full new team and you know There's only so much A board can give you uh, To get success Now if he fails And not all his doing But for the third time In a row Then It's, it's demoralising For those Dundee well, United the, fans I think it's a big blow For Dundee United uh, Sorry Hugh Because new owners Have come in They've gone in a different direction They've gone what you would call Old fashioned Big time Director of football All that coming into Dundee United Manager, big big wages going in there. They're planning for a be a big big club again, which they they were. But it's all down to these two games. You know, the the, the city of Dundee doesn't want two clubs in the championship. I know it brings back the the Tayside Derby and the, you know two full houses, but there's more to life than the Tayside Derby. The city of Dundee is a vibrant place to be. It's a, a city that's been re-energized. With the Victoria and Albert Museum And all the things that are going on there They need clubs in the top flight Okay, 0141 Let's hear from you St Mirren fans Can you do it in the playoffs? What about you Aki's fans? How happy are you this afternoon? Let's look ahead to tomorrow as well First up tonight is Bernie in Port Glasgow Hi Bernie Hello What's your point today? Good afternoon guys Hi, Hi First of all can I say Congratulations to Hamill yet again Absolutely brilliant Yeah well said I'm bringing up next season mm-hmm. And I'm looking at uh, Potential signings for Rangers Potential signings for Celtic Do Rangers actually think That by buying Motherwell's best player Kilmarnock's best player And bringing in Loan signings from here and there I don't doubt Celtic will bring in loan signings as well But do you honestly think They're going to touch Celtic By going down that road I mean, Celtic's won more trophies than they've won games in a row. Um, yeah, I, I get the point. David but, Turnbull might no, have something uh, to say about yeah, Jake Hastings. Uh, yeah. But best in terms of anyway. signing, you know, best players, I think that's the way Celtic Rangers have operated throughout time. You know, I, I, I was lucky enough. Celtic came and picked me from Dundee United. Were you the best player? Listen, by far. <laughs> right, but uh, being serious, you know, even Kilmarnock, Chris Boyd going to Rangers, it's it's the way it's been done. So there is success stories. But it's all about how these boys who have been picked for other clubs react to playing for Rangers. That's a big thing. Mark, it's different days. It's different days. I'm not, I'm not saying you're, you're that old, but it's different days now. They, they, they don't get down. Celtic and Rangers, Celtic certainly don't get down the road of buying the best players from picking, but you're buying McClure from Motherwell and, and one of the leagues. That's why it was okay 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. What about Ryan Christie? It's a one off. 
I get the point Bernie's trying to make you um, t- Time will tell And by the way Celtic have recruitment To do in the summer as well yeah, and, absolutely. and we'll find out Whether that works or not also Bernie is part of that group Who believes It's never too early To decry the opposition So he's decrying Rangers And what they're doing Before the Old season Is actually over And long before The new one begins uh, You know You can bring up Glenn Kamara uh, going uh, to Rangers from Dundee And running the show against Celtic last week You know, it, it's not necessarily A sign of no ambition To bring in players from other Scottish clubs uh, no. So I don't agree with you But ask yourself If Elite Finance is on Sunday tomorrow And Celtic For talking sake They win the league by 3.6 points Whatever it be uh-huh. Do you think that's the difference Between Celtic and Rangers? Uh, I think that there are many things to be done before we can actually analyse next season because first of all we don't know who the Celtic manager will be point number one Uh, and Celtic are top heavy with players who are no use to Celtic so a lot of players have to come in it's a, a big summer for both clubs and only after the transfer window has been closed would you be prepared to say who's in a stronger position yeah, I can understand where Bernie's coming from. First, Hasty's not Motherwell's best player, but he's an exciting talent, and I think he'll be one for the future. It's going to be an interesting summer because Celtic, whether they win back-to-back trebles, Hughes Wright, they'll need to decide their manager, head of recruitment as well, massive decision. And then there's a few players in there that will need to be moved on and new players come in freshened up. I think this season, well, sorry, this summer is always going to be about the transfer market. Who's going to come out best? Laurie, Laurie was on earlier and a long-standing caller to this programme, a long-standing Celtic supporter. He spoke about complacency and uh, the people who assume that Celtic will beat Hearts and win the treble treble. Complacency, uh, you know, as Sir Alec Ferguson said, is a disease. And to write off the opposition next season... Before the old season is over It's complacent Thanks to Bernie in Port Glasgow It's 01419511025 We're here until 3 So we'd love it if you would join us We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB And we're going to try and squeeze in As many calls and as many managers As we can Before that happens We'll do that next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years 15 minutes left of today's programme Still time for you to get your calls in on 01419511025 And speak to the likes of Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal I'd love to get some Hamilton Ackies or St Mirren fans You might still be making your way out of the ground But let's hear from you Let's get that immediate reaction to your games today and what it means going forward Hamilton you will be in the top flight again Well done to you And St Mirren You might be But only if you can overcome Dundee United So get your calls over to us We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB in- Incidentally I just saw a-, a tweet from Celtic's official Twitter account And it got me thinking Do you know Football clubs who they're famous for The, the partnerships You know the on-field partnerships Those guys that just complemented each other so well Brought out the best in each other Became a real duo Um, Celtic have given an award To the guy who was 
Like that With Mark Wilson When he was there Their head of physiotherapy <laughs> services Tim Williamson <laughs> That's it What were they giving him Good on Tim Giving an award for, for services to the club 21 years oh, in professional brilliant. football What a guy Tim is Congratulations man. Yep He was my main man My closest ally <laughs> That club <laughs> Spent a lot of wait time together In America London Wherever I, Wherever there was a surgeon We were there <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's in Coatbridge Hi Tommy Mark how you Alright Tommy How's it going Alright just to let you know that we won the golf yesterday. Yes, I knew so we would. Totally. I knew we would. What's going on here? Is this Mark Wilson's personal hotline? <laughs> <laughs> what did we win? Have you got my prize? We won 91 points. We won. We've got a lovely trophy and we've got a weekend in Baghdad. <laughs> <laughs> Some, would you like to tell the country what, what oh, was going on? Well, here? we were playing a, a, a charity, charity golf yeah. day yesterday and Tommy um, was in my team four days, played some great golf. Down at, uh, what was the name again? Cardross. Yeah, it was a brilliant day. Uh, money raised for a, a good cause, and uh, we won. Was, victorious. Was he any good, Tommy? Yeah, it was absolutely outstanding. Oh, the place he was singing He's the biggest band of an eighteen handicap I've ever seen. Tommy, keep that to yourself. yourself. <laughs> Wait a minute here. Ah no listen We had a good team Didn't we Tommy We were we were decent yesterday Great stuff Thanks Tommy I'll leave it there Just so we can squeeze in As many as possible Before the end of the show uh, I'll make sure That you get that prize To Mark Wilson Because he'll never Say the end of it uh, Chris Cochran's tweeted in To say huge achievement For the Ackies Praise has to go to the board For making the change of manager Good luck for next season And that that's the reality of it Hugh You change a manager Mid-season When you're yeah. down there you either you know you, you stay up, and that that seems like it's, it's vindicated. We know there was a tremendous amount of ill feeling towards Martin Canning on the part of the Aki supporters, and I suppose there was a degree of reluctance on the club's part because Martin had been a terrific servant for Hamilton Aki's, but they let him go, and they gave the job to a man who was fifty six years old and had never managed a club before, and it has turned out to their advantage. And Brian Rice has been impressive He's very candid when he speaks Makes a lot of sense And he had only one remit Keep the Ackies in the division And he's done that And so to Brian Rice on a personal level Many congratulations yeah, I think if you're a fan as well Gordon What he says about bringing youth through I think that'll excite the Hamilton fans I know there's no a lot of them that go to the games but that might just boost numbers if you're seeing young players coming through the academy and they've been fairly good for that over the years Hamilton but more young players coming through might just get a, an extra few numbers on those attendances We finished at 3 o'clock today so it was always going to be a bit of a, a race against the clock to get the managers into us after the games we've got Gary Holt so far let's hear from him a 3-2 defeat at Fir Park If a neutral was watching the game over 90 minutes if you played it they'd say we'd have enough chances in the game to win the game but some I spoke to the boys about half time you don't defend the box for set plays doesn't matter how how well you play doesn't matter how many chances you create but I felt on first half I think chances created we had enough we missed the penalty obviously they missed one as well straight after it uh, Ryan's had two or three good chances um, but you don't put your head in and where it hurts at times it's, it's going to cost you and if you're not going to take responsibility that, that, with the second one as well it's it's almost a schoolboy type corner that you get done with so that, from that aspect it's disappointing once you get a chance to sit back and reflect how this whole season's been how proud have you been uh, what I'm, you I'm, I'm, done this season? I'm absolutely delighted um, for the for the lads uh, for the staff and everyone associated it's it's unbelievable um, 
so I be the last four or five games have not results wise been what we want performance here but generally been decent but I can't fault them uh, to be safe with six games to go there's always going to be a week and a lull um, and that's that's on our, our side as well as theirs so it's only natural um, but to, to look back from the day I came in to where we are now is is something that we can all be, all be very proud of and build on it for the next year because next year's going to be hard and they can, Hugh. It's a time for reflection. The last weekend of the league season, they clearly couldn't keep up the, the, the heights of the early season form, but they must go down as one of our success stories from this campaign. Started off very badly with uh, Kenny Miller appointed manager and then unappointed. Uh, and Gary Holt has come in and has steadied the ship. He's perfectly right to say that next season will be a hard shift because they'll lose Liam Kelly, Declan Gallagher, Craig Halkett. Uh, you know, so there's a, a rebuilding job needed there. Yeah, I do agree with you, Hugh. I think uh, next season will be their big one. Uh, but I've, I, the, like Hamilton Ackes, you make big decisions. Boards make big decisions. And they brought in Brian Rice and it's worked. I think the big decision for Livingston was they went for Gary Holt, who admittedly said he tried for every job possible, didn't even get answers back, but he kept going, he kept knocking at the door. And I think he's been absolutely brilliant for Livingston. Yeah, I'd have to agree. You know, 11 wins um, this season is remarkable. I think they were everybody's tip to, to either finish bottom or be in the playoff. And that's understandable. You come through those divisions, League One when Mean Daz were at Airdrie, um, and then the Championship with probably the same squad, you think they'll go straight back down. But to get that success was terrific. But the guys are right when you that squad starts to break up, you know, and you're trying to attract other players you wonder what quality of players they can attract to stay in the division um, you'll have either St Mirren or Dundee United in there next year so very competitive again so uh, Gary Holt will have a, a very tough job recruiting this summer we've just just about to receive Oren Kearney's interview so hopefully we can get that out before we finish at 3 o'clock this afternoon uh, let's quickly look ahead to tomorrow as well Gary McAllister was speaking uh, he was in media duty for Rangers. Rangers have never had a clean sweep, you know. Gonna, uh, you know, after the after the split, so that's a good incentive. You know, we're on a good run, so it'd be nice to finish in a high and give the fans something to go into the summer and just have, have that sort of buoyancy, you know, for for next season. Kilmarnock have, have proven to be tough for us this season. This is our seventh game against them. We're going to the pitch. Let's not talk about the pitch. But you know, Stephen Clark's somebody I respect. He's a good coach, good CV, and. And he's and it's been hard to break down Kilmarnock in games. You know, it's they've been tough games. You know, they're good technically and tactically, and it's they've always been pretty close games. And a big weekend for Celtic as well, of course. It's always a very special occasion. It's always a great atmosphere. The game sometimes gets in the way, but ultimately it's all about you know Scott going up and picking up that trophy with a, the podium full of players who deservedly are the champions. So I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that moment more than anything else. The league's a priority. We've done it now eight years in a row, which is very special in the modern day. It's a very difficult thing to do. And uh, we look forward to the cup final and going into the next season trying to defend for a ninth time. Hugh Keevens, various issues to be resolved tomorrow. Some big, some small, some in between. Who would have thought at the start of this season there'd be no Brendan Rodgers when the trophy was handed out and it'd be Neil Lennon who was standing there? Who would have thought that... At this late stage in the season The Celtic fans still don't know Who will be their manager At the start of next season 
Who would have thought that Stephen Gerrard would have started this season as Rangers manager? Very few. But a sense of perspective is needed at Rangers. They are finishing the season on a high. However, the season ends trophyless. And the years have gone by and Rangers have not won a major trophy. That is the challenge confronting Stephen Gerrard next season because failure to win the league next season could cost him his job. Likewise, whoever is appointed Celtic manager, failure could be a costly business. What are you thinking about tomorrow, Gordon Mark? I'm thinking we're in for a terrific day's football, Gordon. Um, I know it's the last game of the uh, season. Obviously, we've got a cup final, but I'm talking about the league season. Um, you look at Kilmarnock Rangers, still a lot to play for there. It's not a nothing game. It's not a game just to go down and relax. Kilmarnock want to finish third. They want to give their manager a great send-off. Rangers are in terrific forms, Gary McAllister says. They're the same. They want to give their supporters a send-off looking forward to next season, looking forward to the new signs in the summer. You've got, obviously, um, you know Celtic lifting the trophy, Celtic Park playing a heart side, who's going to play a lot of kids looking towards Scottish Cup final next Saturday. And then I think you've got another cracker and we've not even touched that. Hibs against Aberdeen. Yeah. Let's leave it there and hear from Oren Kearney, St Mirren in the playoffs Thursday night against Dundee United in Dundee, then back in Paisley on Sunday. Well, we're a bit drama for it, and as I said, when we said that at half time, you know, we're not number one, we're not going to go out a whimper and number two, you know, if somebody had said, you know, two or three months ago we'd be standing here with forty five minutes of an opportunity of still something happening. You know, would have thought you were crazy. So, um, and we didn't go out with a whimper. And that's the key thing for me. There's a good shine of, sign of character again, and we've had lots of those signs in the last month, six weeks, where, where there's a wee bit of resilience there, and the, and the group has grown. So, those are all the in- ingredients we need to move into these two games. Usually, going into these playoff games, there's pressure's more on the, the Premiership team. They've got more to lose. But United have been down there for a long time. They're desperate to get back up. Do you think that sort of evens that, that aspect of it? Um, it's it's hard to know. Listen, we we both have our stories and we both have our reasons and wants um, to be there, and it's it's hard to gauge um, who's is bigger. You know, for us, it's we've enjoyed you know the first season back and, and we've had a real taste of it, particularly the last few months and everything else. We are making up for lost time, but in the same stretch, we'd like another another rattle at it. He sums it up beautifully. We both have our stories, and yes, they do. Dundee United and St Mirren, proud clubs, but now it comes down to three hours of football. And nothing else Your tradition Counts for nothing Whatever you've achieved In the past Counts for nothing It is only what you do Over these three hours Of football That's important now Oren Kearney's been Quite consistent In putting across This idea that Even making the playoffs Was was a big success For St Mirren And no one would have Imagined that we could Take it to the last day And and all that sort of thing Is that Is that accurate? Disagree Totally disagree uh, he took over a St Mirren side Okay they had a rebuilding job to do Because he wasn't happy with the players That Stubbs had brought in It was four games in a season It wasn't like there was a massive gap there I mean, they But did he's, he's, after trying that. Instill, he's trying to instill yeah. confidence in his team If he comes out uh, in the run up to the, this game today And says I can't believe we're in this situation We've been poor you know, and and it's been a drag yeah. this season. Then his players go into the pitch and perform like that. But, but with you can't, it, with you can't ha- make a, a failure sound like a success, Mark. Well, he's he's trying his best for his players. His players have delivered in the last what five six games. It's it's but, clearly but, had but some but sort of effect. It doesn't matter if they've delivered for the fa- last five six games. The, the the fact is, over the piece of the season where he took over after four games, that they could get relegated. If you look at St Mirren Then you've got a case to answer You look above them Hamilton have survived And one of the lowest budgets Livingston 
lowest budgets Motherwell's not got a great budget So I can't understand Yes I, I understand the fact that He's trying to build confidence Because they are playing well Getting into the playoffs So it gives them a great chance But if you look at their overall season For me It's been an absolute failure well, so well, it won't be if they stay up, will it? No, no, no it but, but it's down to two games, Gordon. But you can't go and say, well, you know, after when I took over a job to be in this position and try and build it up and to be a success, it's not a success. You're you're battling for your 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 survival now, and if St. Mirren get down, it'll be a massive blow. But survival is success for a club like St. Mirren, um, as it is for the Ackies, as it is for Livingston. Uh, if they are all in the hand-to-mouth department, then survival is success, but the road to survival will be long and bumpy. What a day it has been. It finished in the so-called meaningless game. Motherwell 3, Livingston 2. It finished Hamilton 2, St Johnston 0. That was a result which kept them in the division regardless of what St Mirren did. For what it's worth, St Mirren... Won the game But it wasn't enough And they will go Into the playoffs Hugh Keevans Sum up today And tomorrow for us Today Is about congratulating Hamilton Ackies Commiserating with St Mirren Tomorrow Is about congratulating Neil Lennon For stabilising Celtic In the, the wake of Brendan Rodgers' departure Reward will be Scott Brown Going up to the podium To collect The 8th title In a row For Celtic Rangers have ended the season On a high there's bigger stuff to come Where they are concerned We are back at 2 o'clock tomorrow 2 o'clock until 6 With the top half Of the post-split fixtures Trophy day Can Kilmarnock clinch third Can Rangers keep the winning run going Lots to be answered tomorrow Great lineup for you this afternoon though Cassie And then the GBX So stay tuned Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.